0: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: House Republicans to vote on bill abolishing IRS, eliminating income tax. I know it's not going to happen, but it's just so funny. Apparently, it was part of the deal. They were telling Kevin McCarthy, if you want our votes, you have to let us vote to abolish the IRS. And he had to agree. I'm having a good time here. We got a bunch of crazy news. Republicans have stepped into Congress and they're going ham. An investigation into Joe Biden. They say they're going to be releasing footage from January 6th. We'll see if that actually happens. They're booting several Democrats off of their committees. And boy, are those Democrats pissed off. They're saying "We're, we're supposed to, you know, put forward as the minority party. Our picks for these committees. Why is Kevin McCarthy kicking us off? And he says, because Nancy Pelosi played that game because she booted Marjorie Taylor Greene and Gosar. And if that's the Congress she wants, it's the Congress she gets. Now, a lot of this, as I mentioned in my earlier segment, it's all symbolic. You know, they're not going to abolish the IRS, but one can dream, right? It would be just so funny. But ultimately, what ends up happening is they force the Democrats to vote in favor of the IRS. That's going to be... a lot in the meme war. So we got to talk about all that. But before we do, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member, clicking that little join us button right there on the left. And you'll get access to exclusive, uncensored, members-only segments of this show. We're going to have one of those up for you tonight at around 11 p.m. And I want to say, the other thing you do by becoming a member is you support the cultural movement. we got a coffee shop in the works, a skate shop in the works, one big building, games, coffee, hangout, etc. We want to be we want to launch a ton of coffee shops around the country in the in this coming year and it's going to be a task and that means we've uh, we've got to allocate resources towards doing it. With your support, we will be able to outside of all the shows we're creating and I'll, I'll tell you what else we're going to do. This Saturday at DC's Freedom Plaza, I will go skate. I will be there. Come hang out and skate. No special event, no tents, no no speakers, nothing. Just quite literally I will be there skating and I would like you to show up and uh, maybe we'll be able to say what's up. Maybe it'll get too crowded. I don't know for sure. But the point is, we're going to assert ourselves in these uh, ourselves in these cultural spaces. So uh, I hope to see you there. A lot of people are saying, oh, it's going to be dangerous, Tim. It's going to be dangerous. I'm like, okay, well, that may be the case. But uh, these people can't tell me how I live my life. I'm going to go skate where I want to skate and do what I want to do. And I hope to see you there. So smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and so much more is Taylor Hanson.
3: Thanks for having me, Tim. Who are you? Uh, Taylor Hansen, as he said, I'm an independent journalist. I covered the 2020 Summer of Love riots, or mostly peaceful uh, protests, one could say. I was there on January 6th. I documented the death of Ashley Babbitt and then named the shooter as Michael Byrd. And most notably recently, I have been uncovering and going undercover in uh, all ages or child-friendly drag shows.
2: Right on. Well, thanks for joining us. And we also have Phil Labonte returning.
4: What's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I you, could, have just you broke some eardrums. <laughs> you can
4: do better than that. Come on! That, that was like a queef. I tell you what. <laughs> I, I appreciate that vote of confidence from you, Luke. I really do. Hi, everybody. I am Phil. I sing for a band called All That Remains. Uh, we are a heavy metal band, uh, and we've been playing metal and screaming for a long time. And I am happy to be here tonight, and uh, and I'm going to be here uh, a lot more. That's right. If uh, if that's cool to talk about now, I guess. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going yeah, to be joining the uh, Timcast crew, and uh, so I'll be around. I'm not going to be here every night, but I'll, you're going to see my face a whole bunch, and I'll be loud, and it'll be fun. Absolutely. And uh, you're going to be here on Saturday, right? I am going to be in in DC on Saturday too. So we're yeah. going to grab
2: a, an acoustic,
4: yeah. and just Play some go guitar. hang out in the
2: plaza and just jam out, sing some songs, skate, and uh, anybody wants to come hang out, you know, just come, come hang say out. What's up? Come say what's up.
1: We got Luke. You're coming. I'm going. Uh, More about that later. But anyway, today I decided to wear my uh, bold and beautiful depiction of an FBI agent stopping out a domestic terrorist, uh, Lady Liberty. Uh, Buy this shirt, please, so I could help fix my front door after I get raided by the FBI (laughs) on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. Because you guys do that, that's the best way
5: to support me here while I am still here. Thank you again so much for having me. I... All great news. I'm glad you're here, Phil. This is really cool, man. And um, we were talking earlier about uh, the whole Ashley Bad. We got to go into it on the show, talk yep. about your experience in the Capitol on the 6th. That was nuts. Yeah, um, but yeah let's, I mean, that's crazy. Let's stuff. roll forward and, yeah. and come back mm-hmm. around into this. Absolutely. Surge, tell it to me.
6: Hey, what's up, guys? I'm at surge.com. I'm ready for the uh, fun conversation we're going to have. Glad to see you back, Phil. Pleasure to meet you, Taylor. Let's get it started.
2: All right. Here's the first story. From Fox News, House Republicans to vote on Bill Abolishing IRS Eliminating Income Tax vote on Abolishing IRS part of deal between Speaker McCarthy and the House Freedom Caucus. Fox News Digital has learned the House will be voting on a Georgia Republican rep Buddy Carter's reintroduced Fair Tax Act that aims to reel in the IRS and remove the national income tax as well as other taxes and replace them with a single consumption tax. The vote on the bill was made as part of the deal between House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and members of the House Freedom Caucus, and was pushed forward in his quest for the gavel last week. Okay, full stop. The failures of the GOP in this midterm are the greatest gift to all of us. You know why? Kevin McCarthy thought he would not need to negotiate with the Freedom Caucus members because they were going to have a red wave so pronounced, the 20 or so vote holdouts would have been completely irrelevant. And then because the GOP underperformed, he had to go crawling to members of the Freedom Caucus, as well as people like, you know, it's like Matt Gates, Lauren Boehrer, and then say, okay, fine. What do you want? And now we get something as bold as <laughs> abolishing the IRS. Mm-hmm. Vote on the House floor. It's not going to happen. No. The Senate will reject it. But I want you all to understand, when the Democrats vote to support the IRS, when the Democrats, they've already voted to defend the 87,000 IRS agents, when you're having dinner with your family, And your Aunt Edna is like, well, they're Republicans, they're evil. And you'd be like, yeah, you know, I hear you. But man, the Democrats voted to defend the IRS. Get your Democrat relatives to defend the IRS in front of everybody and see how well that goes.
1: The IRS is actually a good thing, Tim.
5: Easily oh, really? defendable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I actually agree with you. Thank you so much for bringing this up. I mean, the IRS, they're, they're pretty much like those little uh, you know, uh, gnomes, but, in, but instead of uh, also the, like those little Christmas elves, but instead of leaving stuff, they just take stuff for themselves. And without them, who's going to finance the next Epstein Island, Right. Who's going to make sure that the special interests get all their money? Who's going to make sure that corn, seed oils are subsidized, right? It has to be the IRS agents. They're, they're, they're very bold and beautiful, brave members of the government that, of course, are not working for a corrupted, hijacked government that, of course, is spending our money and wasting it on special interests. So, uh, yeah, we got to protect the IRS, guys. Personally, I love being rated for uh, $600 transactions on Venmo. I'm looking yeah. forward to it.
2: Well, this is what's going to happen. You're going to get a letter in the mail and it's going to say you owe $73. And you're going to be like, what, what do I owe $73 for? This is ridiculous. And they're going to have your list of transactions. They're going to say, well, we think that this transaction was income. And you're going to be like, that was me moving. Like, I moved money from my checking account to my Venmo. I, that's not new money. No, it looks like new money to us. So you owe $73. Good luck you gonna call a lawyer, lawyer's gonna be like, for $1,000, I'll send a letter mm-hmm. that will get that $73, you're gonna be like,
4: Strongly worded letter. That'll get the $73, they'll, they'll knock it down by about like 50%, That's so right. you have to pay like you know 38 or whatever.
2: I guess if you're rich and you're like, it's the thought that counts, it's the <laughs> principle of things, but for the average person, you're
4: gonna be gutted. So, we're, we're getting a lot of this, I don't know, symbolic victories. It's all symbolic, and it's it's all really lame. There, like, there is value in, like, the meme factor, I suppose, in, like, the culture war or for talking points, but there's no substance there. It's all just, you know... It feels we're, good. It does feel good. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, like I said, I love to meme. I like cyberbullying people in Washington as much as the next libertarian, you know, but... It when does it comes feel to this, good. It does, but when it, there's no, there's no, there's no there there. There's yeah, no yeah. Substance. I, yeah. because I love, the, yeah. You know that the the Senate's going to turn it down. It's not going to happen. But it's good to get the Democrats to say we like the IRS. Yeah, we, I, I love hearing abolish the IRS. But don't tease me with a good time. I right? love
1: hearing abolish. don't me. Finish without letting me finish here. Come right. on, guys. Seriously, this is this is not right. You, you know what would this feel, feel a lot better cool. is if they
3: actually did something. But we know that the Uniparty can't have that.
1: Yes. I. So, I, so we have these symbolic gestures that amount to nothing. They're cute. Won't change anything and uh, of course they're
5: they're patting themselves on the back. Look guys we did this. I mean oh, you're pathetic. I don't wanna, Seriously absolutely pathetic. I don't want to shoot the process in the foot unnecessarily because it hasn't gone to the Senate yet and it may get passed through the Senate. Even if it does then could Biden veto it? I think Biden could they, veto yes, it. They I
1: passed know. the Inflation Reduction Act with, with major support from the Republicans. You think they're going to pass a bill that's going to ban the
5: IRS? Well they're supposed I to. I wish
1: they should. They should at least get rid of all those tens of thousands of new agents that are going to be hounding poor people. And the latest reports that are coming out in 2022, the IRS overwhelmingly went after and targeted poor people more than they did people with significant amount of income. They're doing this in order to, of course, keep people in line as they literally print money out of thin air. This is such just a disrespectful (laughs) slap in the face to anyone paying attention here as our economy is being deliberately destroyed in order to push a great reset. We're here today and there's no going back from this we we have this
7: little symbolic gesture it's nothing i do i I, I do enjoy the optimism though
2: i i'm kind of getting the feeling
7: hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
7: That Luke doesn't like the government. <laughs> Just a little. Just a tiny. Yeah we, yeah, we
5: were at Turning Point USA, and Luke, I think, was saying defund the IRS or abolish the IRS. And all these young Republicans were like, yeah, and now you see the Republican <laughs> leadership in the House proposing that we do it so like not the leadership they didn't want to do this well we so. got they got the leadership to do it they exactly. got Kevin McCarthy to do it so you know they are supposed to represent the will of the people regardless and so maybe the will of the people is shifting and people are listening Yo, to that
2: i put a poll in the chat abolish the irs
5: Four percent said no. Yeah, but the thing, <laughs> I want to know who these four percent are. Yeah, the problem gone? I got. Yep, I don't think they're illiterate fix, I don't think you can fix politics with politics.
4: That's just, the problem I'm at. The four percent is the people that couldn't read the poll. Yeah, they accidentally they clicked hit the, the wrong, wrong button. button. <laughs> oh, shoot. You know? uh-huh.
2: Look, oh, it's it's shifting though. Now it's, it went three, or four. So it's like as more votes come in, there's about two thousand seven hundred. Well, it's people so are saying.
5: Yesterday they, they voted to defund the eighty-seven thousand agents, and then today they voted to. Completely abolish the well, entire the, the, program. No,
2: they're going to. Okay. So they voted to get rid of the eighty-seven thousand agents, and the Democrats all voted in favor of these agents. <laughs> no, but that, that does matter. I mean, we're not. It's not going to go anywhere. The Senate's going to reject it. But seriously, that's going to be in every political ad in twenty twenty-four. Every commercial is going to be like, "Roe Khanna voted to support eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents to target your small bank account." It's it's it. Every single one's going to say it.
1: No, no way. I think it's going to. I mean, we're too far away. Especially when it comes to people's attention. Especially when it comes to the upcoming election. There's no way they're going to remember this. Um, I, I just don't see it personally myself. And you know, the, the Democrats wanting more government and more IRS agents. What I mean, a shocker! Even if they do run ads, though, I mean, you have these people on the left right now. I mean, they're going to cheer for it
3: anyways. They're going to say, okay, yeah. That's that's the virtuous thing to do. We should tax these people. We should tax the rich. That's what it's going to be. We get to redistribute the wealth from people. They're they're going to start hot
2: and bothered when they hear that. They're going to start saying, "Well, it's a very important service provided to to (laughs) to maintain our government." I mean, we don't. We're not anarchists. Democracy. When how is Ukraine
4: going to get their, uh, their their weapons? Luke, did you hear that? What? Someone said we're not anarchists? Yeah, what of ha- course. They're, they're all statist commies, all of these <laughs> people.
1: Especially the people who believe in the parks department. Don't get me started on that. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but seriously, Ukraine has to get their money, right? Yeah, so why do you
2: li- dislike the Parks Department? Because so
1: it pisses me <laughs> off the way that they run and operate is absolutely nonsensical. It's a park; it doesn't need bureaucracy, it doesn't need government, and for the government to intervene, especially in places like New York City, because I lived in New York City, I loved New York City, and then there came the Parks Department that literally started to arrest people, give people summonses, and put them in court because they dared to walk through a park at a certain time that they that the sta- uh, the Parks Department didn't oh, like. Central that park? Did, yeah, that that, that that to me is absolutely <laughs> insane, draconian, and and just top tier communism. That I,
5: I, but, don't get me started my po-
1: blood pressure is gonna go up stop you should it. <laughs> police
5: the parks because otherwise stop. that's a, they're hubs for crime like like at night people what if, what if wait, rapes, wait until you learn muggings. about poor neighborhoods ian like, <laughs> and they all gotta keep them clean too the parks and you gotta pay people to go do that but how much funding do they really need i don't know not i wouldn't think a lot but i could be
2: wrong you, how know, did you gotta the government protect the fire in like the year 1800 mm-hmm. you know there's no income tax
1: yeah they did fine, and there was a lot of prosperity. Well, it was a and lot, and there of, was, of course. What do you mean? There was a lot, lot of killing of Native
5: Americans in the 1800s. Like <laughs> but, a lot
1: of just. But also before 1913, right? Before the Federal Reserve was enacted, before there was the Creature from Jekyll Island, before there was this larger kind of income tax levied against everyone else, how did the government run? Pretty well on a limited basis and private business and private enterprise was allowed to prosper and it did. And the roads were built magically and they were still there magically. It's not magic. It's, of course, common sense. Whenever you have the government taken away from people, you have them depriving them of any kind of prosperity, of any kind of liberty, of any kind of freedom. And if you think the government has a a duty to redistribute wealth, you're an absolute lunatic who is obviously just facilitating the larger transfer of wealth of your money to, of course, the big banks, the big corporations that truly do call the shots at government and the most powerful people are only enriched by more government look that's racist <laughs> i don't give a damn what it is it's the truth and i'm speaking my truths here because because uh, how, how else can you see it well right. make a counter-argument uh, make how, a counter-argument how, how, make a until counter-argument. They, how, how long a
2: p- until they uh write an article saying republicans effort to abolish the irs is rooted in white supremacy
3: I guarantee it exists.
2: It'll be soon.
4: 100% <laughs> it exists because they probably wrote it about libertarians already. It, it probably already, yeah, it's probably I mean, already you there.
3: Just, you just gave them a great headline idea, so next week, I would say. Media matters. I Get think, on it. You no, write that thing. Now, I'm a person of color, so so they can't make that argument. Oh, I I, I personally, I'm transracial. You can be transgender. I'm actually, transracial. Actually, so.
2: I think I found, I think found the opposite. Can't. How federal tax law hurts black Americans. Thank you. Which is probably yeah. True, so right? actually, the IRS is racist. Yes the tax codes racial disparities well we gotta get rid of all
4: that
5: yes so absolutely to counter your argument a little bit Luke is that yeah. I think a lot of the things like the power monopoly you're talking about could happen in the private sector as well and so you need some form of government to protect oh, the God, common geez. man from uh, <laughs> mobs and uh, I mean, mafias and things Ian, the, so you have so
1: another mafia make up uh, uh, to fight the mafias you have less mafias technically the yeah the mafia you do. was created and made as powerful as they are because of the, the, the prohibition because of the banning of alcohol which was a stupid idea because the government going around and poisoning people just to prove a larger point here. This is what led mafias to be as powerful as they are. You look at a lot of the cartels. They wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the war on drugs. The biggest mafia of all, the government facilitating this larger kind of mafia growth. Also
4: NASCAR. Well, I, I think <laughs> without, without prohibition, you don't get NASCAR. What, what happens is that's d- true. This government—that's actually true. The, the NASCAR got started because dudes were souping up their cars to get away from the cops wow. when they were pro- when they were running shine. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, you don't yeah, get yeah, NASCAR. You don't no, get so, so what
2: you're saying is, if there was no government, there wouldn't have be no NASCAR? NASCAR. If
4: there wasn't government, well, we gotta have government. government. Maybe
2: the government is a good thing after all. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, no,
4: because there's still Indy, and NASCAR only turns left. It's the laziest racing. There's Indy 500 racing where they turn left and right nascar's just left i'm sorry mark i know you love it but it, it's just left turns it's left turns and crashes that's all anyone cares about i like indy 500 that sounds fun indy 500 they turn fun. right you say they the, turn right, right and left right and
2: right? Both. Yeah.
5: both wow uh, but the point i'm trying to make is that rather than just demonize quote the government just acknowledge that our, our federal government's way too big it's too influential in people's lives it needs to be reduced in size not that yes. there should never be any government ever because i think some government is extremely valuable in protecting common people from corporations and things <laughs> how dare you I mean, that's what police forces no. is like
1: a local government the, all the all the big monopolies right now are as powerful as they are abuse so much power and and get away with so much uh, big pfizer big agriculture all those companies get away with it because of their connections to government and manipulating with government
2: ian's saying like a fire department is
1: good he's not saying no no he's saying the government needs to be there to keep the corporations yeah, in
2: check Right I, I, but, but he, I'm
1: saying the government is there to make the corporation
4: on, big Luke, and create Luke. monopolies.
2: You're you're arguing against the current iteration of government which is massive power structures. Ian's basically saying there is some degree of government that's fine.
1: Uh we fundamentally like, and uh, uh, no, here's what I'm saying let's get, get
2: rid of everything. We don't need the the bureaucracy that supports big big farm and all that. We don't need police departments or fire departments, that can be private, but we do need at least one thing a parks department. Oh,
3: yeah, <laughs>
5: yeah we got to <laughs> yeah. keep the parks it.
3: Most important one. Hands down.
2: Yeah, nothing else. The government literally just becomes a guy in a park being like, you can't come in. Have you been talking <laughs> to Mike
5: Cernovich about it? He just had a revelation about how awesome the U.S. parks are. No. He's like, everyone should the be The U.S. Parks, parks are
1: beautiful, and they're awesome, yeah, and, and they should be preserved, obviously, but you could do that independently. You could do that privately. You don't need a parks department arresting people for walking in nature. Or camping. Or camping. That, that, to me, is one of the biggest ridiculous ideas, that they could, they could uh, micromanage you being in nature.
4: Privatization right? of land and, and property and stuff like that does preserve property. If you want to save endangered species, the best thing you can do is have someone that has the resources get a bunch of them on their private land so no one can hunt them and they can take care of them. And then that will save the species. There's tons of species that have been saved uh, throughout the whole world, because of privatization, same thing down in uh, in in Africa. There's a lot so of a lot of out. yeah. There's a lot of people that uh, um, privatize the land for safaris and stuff. And people think, or and I'm not sure if it's "safari" is the right word because it's not a hunt where it's just like sightseeing that they do mm-hmm. so they can see wild animals. And I probably use the, no, the, no, the no, wrong term. No, no, good. But but it but what it does is it preserves the land and it preserves the animals because there's a financial incentive to preserve the land right. and preserve the animals so people can see them. You know, it's like there is there is a way to monetize things in a positive way there like you can absolutely use the incentive of profit to have good results that is one of the most obvious things living in modern society it's it's almost it's so obvious that people don't see it it's so prevalent that people don't see it but privatization is generally a good thing now It's not to say that there aren't problems or can't be problems, but privatization versus government, it's almost always better for privatization because at the very least, you're not adding, you're not adding legal violence. Yes. Thank you. Let's jump to
2: this next segment. And extortion. Here we got this uh, tweet from Rep. Eric Swalwell. (laughs) (laughs) He's breaking. Rep. Byron Donalds admits on the readout that McCarthy is kicking me, Adam Schiff, and Ilhan off our committees purely out of vengeance. Yes.
3: Uh-huh. I'm sure it's out of vengeance, not the fact that you slept with a Chinese spy and she married her brother, right? Yeah.
2: That's thankful. Okay, fair point. But uh, I'll accept yeah. vengeance. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah I'm, I'm here for it. It feels
4: good. Either one it is fine good. with me, man. You're a piece of garbage. It's, it's, me, of garbage. it's <laughs> entertaining to see him complain. The so. amount That's of entitlement. Hey,
5: it's, hey. Our, uh, it's our, it's our or It's our, what do they call it? Committee. It's Whatever. No, dude, it's the American People's Committee. <laughs>
4: Whatever prevents him from dropping nukes on Americans that don't turn in their AR-15s, I'm fine with. Or having sex with more Chinese spies. Fang Fang had to work really hard, okay? This is
1: this is the uh, she really loses here more than anyone else here.
5: How did right? this happen? Eric Swallow's on the what, a house intelligence, intelligence committee, committee and he's dating a Chinese spy who's harvesting intelligence yeah, from fang him. Fang Fang Bang Bang. Yeah. Is and it for, confirmed that she was withdrawing, extracting info from the guy? Do you know? I'm not
3: entirely sure if it's confirmed. I mean, but he was dating and having sexual relations with a Chinese spy. So I can only imagine that.
4: I mean, and,
2: and Adam Schiff lied all the time with the intelligence. Yeah. They actually, had.
4: Adam Schiff should be removed from office just because of the of the the. Just because of his neck. Just because he was going. Maybe. Um, <laughs> just because he went to. He was trying to get people banned from Twitter. He was he was sending emails to Twitter trying to. Get, he, he trying released, to fringe on people's first amendment right. He, he should, released he, a, a private robbed.
2: citizens' phone records. Yeah. Mm.
4: Disgusting. Apple. Absolutely disgusting. Creepy. Well, he, Absolutely he
3: got a disgusting. journalist actually suspended and permanently banned off of Twitter yeah. as well. The guy that works for Real Clear Investigations, right? Mm-hmm.
4: Un, like it's unconscionable that people that politicians behave like that and it's extremely disheartening that we're such a tribal society right now that we can't all say okay that's a violation of liberal principles and we're you can't be in a position of power anymore hmm. that should be something that all americans say but that's not happening anymore Yeah. I mean,
5: oh the, the mess the mistake is that they say Twitter's a private company, so if I walked into the Apple headquarters and he, I started screaming, they no, could kick me out because it's a private company. No, but it's a different kind of private structure in no, that it's a
4: social network. No, it's not because Adam Schiff is a rep, as a as a representative of the government getting a hold of Twitter saying ban this person that is prohibited by the First Amendment. So could, could the he government go, cannot tell an intermediary to
5: violate someone's rights. But he, could they say, hey, Tim Cook at Apple, don't let Ian Crossan into the Apple headquarters? Could Adam Schiff do that? And then no. Tim Cook's like, okay, no. you can't. No, out. because it's a violation of your rights. The, the but I don't have a right gover- to go into the Apple headquarters. You,
4: you, you know, they they don't have the right to... Tell someone else to violate your right. You have the right to move. You have the right to exchange in, to engage in in, uh, commerce. The rights that an individual has are infinite. You have the right to get up and leave. You have the right to go to the bathroom. These are all rights that you have. You have the, because you're a free person. So if Tim Cook doesn't have a problem with you going into his business and and you don't have a problem and the government says Tim Cook don't let that guy in your in your business the government saying that applies significant pressure because it's the government the government has the monopoly on violence so if they say that to Tim Cook and Tim Cook says well you know I want him to come in and buy stuff but the government said I can't so I don't I can't let you in Ian that's the government using their influence on Tim Cook Tim Cook to violate your rights and that is expressly prohibited. I don't know the court the the court cases, but I know that the, the Supreme Court has found that the government cannot do those kind of the things. The government
2: yeah. can't use the private sector as a means to suppress your rights. Right. But do I
5: have a right to go into the Apple headquarters? I don't think that's a, that's if not t- like an, if a, a right. If Tim Cook doesn't
4: want you to,
2: or you do. Tim... You, you yeah. do have a right. If, if a building like the Apple store, well, she's at Apple headquarters. If, uh, we'll use the Apple store as an example. If it's open to the public, you do. So they, like a, any private company, any little shop on Main any, Street... Anything, that ha- anything that's a public accommodation that allows people to enter, you can enter, and they can give you a warning to leave, then they can call the police, the police give you a warning, then the police can remove you or arrest you. But if a, a corporation is running a public-facing, publicly available business, you have a right to enter that business.
1: Yeah, and, if and then around- they, get,
2: they have a right to tell you to leave.
1: If you remember but, a couple you know, of years ago, I was even saying, these are not private companies. They're they're, they're working, colluding together with government, working on the behests of government, implementing a lot of their policies that the government wants them to implement. And they parade themselves around like, look, we're a private entity. We're a private business. We can do what we want. No, your tax dollars are literally being used for FBI agents to sit on social media to say, you cannot have speech here. You cannot express your opinion here. And also, when you look at the the start of, of, of a lot of these companies, they, they started... Be, with connections not only to the government, but there was a lot of grants, there was a lot of incentives that that allowed them to become as powerful as they are right now, where they have a sort of monopoly on on the industry and they dominate everyone, where competitors can't even compete with them because of the unfair advantage the government gave them during the beginning of their start, uh, which I think is important to note here, which also tells me this has nothing to do with any private entity here. This is, this is a well, quasi-public let's, one. Let's talk about the... Uh the elephant in the room. The Civil War. That collapsed
2: and uh, has myocarditis. <laughs> if if we're entering this period where in Congress they're doing a tit-for-tat vengeance, that Nancy Pelosi boots people off committees because she doesn't like them. Mm-hmm. So then McCarthy comes in and boots people off committees because he's like, okay, this is a game we're going to play. I mean, we're heading to, the, to a point where... Elections are determined by who can collect the most ballots possible, not who actually has the best ideas. Yep. Ballot harvest and get the biggest number and you're good to go. And uh, power will be wielded exclusively by each side for their own benefit. Mm -hmm. I don't I I would I would expect the Republicans to do exactly this. I expect the Republicans to impeach Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. But of course, the Democrats started it. And of course, they're not going to stop. So if we're at this point and the bifurcation just keeps going, where do we end up?
7: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: The biggest split you've ever seen? I mean, I think we're already at the point where the country is divided like we've never seen before, but it's just going to keep going and keep going. But I've always said that the right, because the right's always been the party of defensive. So it's nice to actually, it's refreshing to see that they're actually taking the offensive at least, Somewhat nowadays, um, but I mean it's like Saul Alinsky the left literally operates off of rules for radicals I mean, that's how they play you blame others of what you're guilty of I mean the whole nine yards So now that the right is actually doing it It's just gonna keep going and keep going until something finally breaks and this is where I will agree You know eventual civil war or whatever you want to
5: word it as did you uh, always think that?
3: No, no. I mean, over time, uh, I mean, one of the reasons why I got into the industry was because I saw that the, the Republicans were just playing defensive over and over again. I was like, OK, we need to fix this. Um, and I was an activist before a journalist. So I painted Baby Life's Matter murals outside of abortion clinics, pissed a lot of people off. But it was like a spin-off of BLM. Right. I was like, they're doing it. I'll do it. Push back. Um, and then, you know, over time, as I became more radicalized or more rational is what I would say.
5: Uh, I mean, it just kind of
3: evolved my thought process. And now here we are.
5: I would agree that if, if it continues on the path that it's going without intercession, that we would see some sort of physical conflict. I mean, we've already seen physical conflict. I mean, I mean,
2: you were, you were right there when Ashley Babbitt got shot, yeah, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, that's as physical as it gets. I mean, that was government-sanctioned murder. I mean, the government's going to murder people on national television over and over again, and nobody says a thing. I mean, there's no repercussions for it. They literally dropped all charges. They didn't actually investigate Michael Byrd. After the shooting, I mean, they did a faux investigation and said, oh, yeah, he's cleared. All the police violence that took place on January 6th is cleared. So it's like, how far can you continue to go? How how much government sanctioned murder? Because that's what it was. Can you actually tolerate until something finally breaks? Did that change you watching her get shot? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think about it every single day. And I've been thankful to, uh, you know, really get close with her family. Her family is like my family now. Aaron Babbitt, Mickey, they're absolutely amazing people. It's not what the media says. You know, Ashley Babbitt wasn't some you know, disorganized terrorists that uh, wanted to go and take down the government. She was actually trying to stop people within that room. She she punched Zachary Lama in the face and pulled him backwards and then she went through the window to try and stop this crowd. But you never hear about that. Wow. You but, also
1: said that there was surveillance footage mm-hmm. uh, in the Capitol showing the incident that uh, also can't be found. Yep. And then uh, they've, you they've also ta- you told us something about uh, people being near her not being prosecuted as well. Can, can you get into any of this stuff? Yeah, I can get into it all. Um. So the people that
3: actually breached the west side of the Capitol, none of them have been prosecuted I mean the ones that actually they're, they're on video throwing two by fours through the window breaking these and then you know they hop in and then open the doors from the inside to allow everybody else in um, you know there's one in particular that I can think of off the top of my head he's wearing uh, all red has a red hat on and they actually somehow ended up very conveniently in the room with Ashley Babbitt right as she was being shot right around Ashley Babbitt as this took place and they were on just like Ray Epps they were put on the FBI wanted list and then immediately almost immediately taken off right after but you never hear about any of them What's going on? One, one could ask that and they probably should, but it's it's inconvenient to the narrative. And even if you do ask, I mean, we've seen with what Ray Epps has uh, accomplished. I mean, he's literally on video on January 5th multiple times telling people to go into the Capitol uh, on multiple occasions and then on January 6th doing the exact same thing. I mean, there's even a video of him holding a big uh, Trump banner and actually pushing it into police alongside other people. But, you know, Adam, he's Adam Kinzinger's and the committee's absolute darling, and they don't want to talk about it, and they release the transcripts. And it literally says that, hey, I helped organize this and he's on video doing so. Um, but you're not allowed to talk about it. And if you do, you're labeled a conspiracy theorist.
5: You see, there's transcripts of Epps saying that he helped organize January 6th. Yeah, I
3: believe. Uh, I don't know which congressman that actually released it originally. Um, but I mean, it's literally in the transcripts that he is talking, I believe it's to his son. I'm not 100% sure on it, but he he organized it. I mean, he was one of the organizers. he
2: He said he orchestrated it.
3: He is the person that I followed to the Capitol while Trump was speaking. We arrived at the Capitol. I followed Ray Epp's group. I thought it was suspicious. He basically started rallying people and saying, hey, 10 minutes, we're going to the Capitol. We're going to the Capitol. And I'm sitting there like, okay, this is really weird. Trump supporters going to the Capitol on Trump's very last speech of the year, his last speech of his presidency, the Save America speech is suspicious. And, you know, I followed them. Then the first barrier goes down. The second barrier goes down, which that's the famous video of Ray Epps, you know, whispering into Ryan Samsel's ear. And then the barrier goes down conveniently. Um, you know, so he I was literally alongside Ray Epps. He is the one that led the first initial group on that west side and breached those two barriers. But then something that isn't talked about is after those first two barriers were breached, you had about six officers responsible for stopping hundreds of thousands of people. And there was a the initial like you know I would call it the riot zone or it was where the uh, they they hold the inauguration every year and there the crowd of thousands of people just started to form. I mean there's there's mothers, there's children, people from all walks of life. Everyone's just standing there. I was already deep in the crowd and it was peaceful for about 20 to 30 minutes and then a concussion grenade flies over my head and explodes into the crowd and then it just started to erupt so it, literally it was a police riot i would say let, let, me, let me let me pull
2: this tweet uh, mm-hmm. i to pull this tweet real quick we've got this from colin rugg he says matt gates says republicans will release fourteen thousand hours of january 6 tapes that were hidden by democrats gates for the win once again what could be on these tapes and do you think it's going to happen
3: I think it has a potential of happening, but I don't, I'm not super positive just because of everything that was supposed to come out hasn't come out. I um, mean, you know, I actually talked to Gates in a Twitter space last night and I asked him about the same thing and, you know, he was very positive about it. He seemed, you know, and basically assured that these were going to be released. I mean, I've seen a good majority of this footage that's been unreleased. Um, I wish I could talk about it more, but I can't. But I mean, they've deleted footage. They've, they've scrubbed through this. So, I mean, even what you're going to see if they do release this 14,000 hours of footage, they're not going to actually release all of it. They've deleted some of it. I mean, they've said in public statements that there was no video camera where in the hallway where Ashley Babbitt was shot. There was multiple video cameras. I saw them myself. Multiple congressmen can attest to actually seeing the video cameras. They're there right now outside the speaker's lobby, but they don't want to release the other angles of Ashley Babbitt being shot because it shows Michael Byrd cowardly hiding directly behind the barrier not issuing a verbal warning not doing anything and then stepping forward and essentially executing Ashley Babbitt wow
5: what happened she climbed up on a like a piece of furniture or something Mm -hmm. to get through a window and they just thought she was attacking them and well so 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 what
3: what happened is you had multiple officers standing basically guarding those doors And me and Ashley were the very first ones to get into that room. And I actually, you know, I offered Officer Yetter, that was his name, a water bottle because he was covered in capucin powder. And, you know, they said, no, you know, it's fine. Um, And Ashley Babbitt was literally joking with the same officers that moved out of the way of the barrier, uh, you know, minutes prior to her being shot. And that's the side of the story you never hear. But these cops, the CERT team, which Michael Byrd claims wasn't there, that's the reason why he shot Ashley Babbitt, they were there, they were walking up the stairs. And for those of people that don't know about the CERT team, it's basically the tactical team for the Capitol. You can see it on video. Yeah, you, you can know, see it on video. Show. And that's, that's you know, where people like see the thumbs up is because they didn't realize when Michael Byrd stepped forward and shot, they didn't realize if it was a friendly or not that had fired that shot because it was so unexpected. I mean, the CERT team was in the room with Babbitt and everyone else. And... You actually, right before she is shot and killed and goes through the window, she grabs Zachary Alon with her right hand and punches him in the face, knocking his glasses off. And Zachary Alon was the one that was responsible for breaking all the barriers out. So she goes through the window, basically in order to try and stop the crowd. I mean, she was on camera and on audio basically yelling at these officers to do their job multiple times and then they didn't do their job they shifted over cert team comes to replace and now
5: the video i mean the windows are completely exposed so they think people are saying she was going to get up and turn around and yell at the crowd like hey cut it out kind you, of thing you gotta
3: you gotta think though i mean she's 14 year air force veteran she's been on multiple combat deployments. she knows what the rules of engagement are right and you know Is it easier to stop an angry crowd or at least a few angry people within the crowd when you're on the same side of the barrier with her or when you're on the opposite side of the barrier? And, you know, logic says on the opposite side of the barrier, you can push people out the window. You can stand there. You can guard the window or you can at least grab that window pane that's exposed and pull it back in. Have they filed a wrongful death suit? I'm not sure if it's been officially filed, but I do know something is in the process.
1: And, and it's also important to note that that officer was acting extremely reckless to, mm-hmm. to shoot an unarmed woman in, what was it, in, in the neck or in the face? Uh, it was in the left anterior shoulder. Uh, with you know police officers behind her yep. uh and, and her not Directly being a line threat or not being armed is is absolutely something that that should have been national headline news mm-hmm. there should have been some larger accountability here but this officer was investigated and not even held accountable yep, for one. for his crimes meanwhile this was the same officer that left a firearm yep. in a public bathroom before
3: yeah in 2018 he left his loaded glock in a wow. uh, public bathroom and a civilian found it in the capitol and wow. then, you know, his quote is actually hilarious, is he was lieutenant at the time. He said, I will not be punished. Uh, I, he says, I will be treated differently because of my rank as lieutenant. So, I mean, if he actually was deranked or actually punished with how he was supposed to be in a proper law enforcement uh, scenario, he wouldn't have been there to shoot Ashley Babbitt. I mean, it would have been somebody that was leading the House security other than Michael Burt. I'm just thinking about, it. I mean,
2: it, it, you were there, mm-hmm. right? And you're you're a reporter. You're covering what's going on. How close How, how close were you? I mean, was it, were you in danger
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not from the uh, the direct round. I mean, I was closest to Michael Bird out of anybody. I mean, that's where you get like the hoax of where, oh, he's on video giving her a verbal warning. But he didn't give her a single verbal warning before he stepped forward and shot her. Most people didn't even realize that he was there. It was so loud in that room because you had a crowd surge coming in from behind and just overfilling. And I mean, like you had John Sullivan, which we all know about John Sullivan. Uh, He was right next to me. He has the angle of him actually shooting Ashley. And my angle is of Ashley falling out the window. And, you know, he's screaming, hey, he's got a gun because he's the only one that can see Michael Burt. And wow. so I, I remember I started screaming it, but you literally can't hear from me to you. And the distance between me and Ashley was about, I mean, for, for me and Serge, you know, 10, 15 feet. And that's when, I mean, she went up. Nobody even realized that there was a gun there. And he stepped forward and executed her. Wow.
1: That's Absolutely. Just, you know, crazy. In- insane.
3: Yeah, and I never, you know, in all my years reporting, I mean, I covered the 2020 riots. Um, you know, I've seen some pretty crazy things. You know, the feet on fire, Molotov clips, all of those kinds oh, of yeah, things. Guy, we were, we yeah, were there. The I yeah, in, in Portland,
1: night 100 th- uh, There was also that one in uh, during the DNC in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, Mike Cernovich was,
3: was down there, too. Yeah, and the we feet saw on someone. Fire. Yeah, yeah feet I mean, I, I've seen some really crazy things on the ground. Um, but, I mean, I've never seen, nothing will ever compare to what I experienced on January 6th. And, of course, it still lives with me seeing an innocent woman basically get murdered by the government in front of me. And then I remember that night really just, I mean, I was in shock. I remember stumbling out of the Capitol, not really understanding what took place. Um, I, When, you know, I went to the hotel, they basically did a little mini martial law, you couldn't even leave your hotel afterwards. And, you know, I was lucky enough to stay with some of the Infowars guys, they brought me in because my hotel was on the opposite side um, of the entire town and you couldn't even walk outside. Um, And I remember watching the TV and, you know, I had licensed my footage, but I didn't feel right about making an actual profit off it. I gave it to these news sources for like two dollars a clip. Mm. Um, And then you got John Sullivan selling it for eighty five thousand dollars, which is absolutely absurd. So yeah, he got criminally charged, but and then now he's perfectly fine, living in Utah, doing they doing great. They dropped the great. charges or what? I, I'm pretty sure they dropped the charges. I'm not 100 percent sure, but wow. there's it's suspicious around him. The FBI yeah. reached out to me uh, after the shooting, and the only thing they wanted to talk about, they didn't want to talk about literally anything else other than John Sullivan. So that kind of puts it in perspective. They wanted to talk about their little uh, their little patsy toy. Um but you know, the night of I just watched on the news, they're using my footage and spinning a completely different story on what happened. They didn't talk about how Ashley was trying to de-escalate. Instead, she was called a violent terrorist and insurrectionist. So that's kind of when it set in for me of like I'm in the middle of a cover up.
1: As Ray Epps is on you know camera on mm-hmm. January fifth saying, We're gonna storm the Capitol and on Multiple January fifth. And then and then people calling him a Fed. People yep. were screaming, Fed. Fed, fed. Mm-hmm. And then he did the same thing the next day. Yep, he did the same thing at, multiple times and is on camera, multiple times
3: on the 6th, organizing people at different points saying, we're going into the Capitol. And this is a man that
1: still has not been punished or even brought in for questioning? Mm-hmm. Is and, that yeah,
3: correct? Yeah, well, he was brought in for questioning by the January 6th committee, which is convenient because the committee, I literally begged them to tell my story. I wanted to tell my story to them. Reached out on multiple accounts. None of them wanted to talk to me. They refused, which... Now we know why. I mean, I saw something I wasn't supposed to see on multiple occasions. But I mean, then you got Ray Epps and he is basically being paraded around as the darling of the day by Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney saying, oh no, he did nothing wrong. Even though he is on video, arguably doing more than almost everybody that's actually been prosecuted and is sitting in a cell right that's now. That's crazy. The Ray but, Epps
5: thing is the most agree. like it's the one where I hear about it. I'm like, oh, I, I hear this guy Ray Epps. And then you see the video of him and you hear his voice saying, let's go do this now. Mm-hmm. Like he's telling people, how is that guy not in, in some sort incitement. of detention at the moment? Yeah, or in it's pre- incitement. Like, that, that's the... He orchestrated it. Yep. I mean, Ray, it's on text. He literally helped
4: whole, orchestrate it. Ray Epps did a whole lot more to get people riled up than Donald Trump did. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, and Donald the, the, Trump's the like, speech. we're going to be peaceful. We're the party of law and order. Don't forget... What? Ray
2: Epps is like, go do it. Yep,
3: yep. and I, I built a timeline uh, directly after the 6th, and literally the first breach that happened at the Capitol, it was 19 minutes. Uh, Trump had 19 minutes left in his speech, so you can't really say that Trump was the one oh, that yeah. incited it. It was yeah. Ray Epps that literally formed that initial group that I followed to the Capitol.
4: All of the, all of the people that say that Trump incited, etc., that is all garbage. Like, you can say that Trump didn't do enough to to quell it and calm them down, and at least I'll say, I, I think that I might disagree, but at least that resembles the reality that I experienced. When people say he intended to do it, he was getting people riled up the day before, and et cetera, et cetera, he did not go there and tell people to attack the Capitol. He was not telling people that they needed to go in, blah, 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 blah. He was definitely, you know i mean he wanted to be president still and he was looking for any any excuse to stay in office can you is, blame him though no yeah. I, I mean i get it I, I i get it there there was there was a lot of things that he had to be irritated and 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 unsatisfied dissatisfied with about the about the election and leading up to it i i absolutely believe that but you know he didn't it wasn't an insurrection at all. Well, that's no why charged peop- with insurrection. That's why pe- exactly. That's why people. How are you going to overthrow charged. a government with no firearms? There right? is no there, and and there was uh, never. There was never going to be a situation where Donald Trump actually walked away in charge like that wasn't in the car.
3: And how does it make sense is you're, you're disrupting this proceeding, even if you somehow take over the Capitol. It's not how the U.S. government works, right? Like you can take over a government building. You can squat there. Nothing is going to come from that. There's still I mean, there's checks and balances, everything that is in place to make it. Not possible.
5: Yeah, it used to be. It used to be that if you took a building, that's where the paperwork was, mm-hmm. and they didn't know who was signed up for what. Then you ran the show. But now it's all digital. Well, I've always said I've is.
3: said this since day one. Is you know, like I've reported on a lot of a lot of violence and a lot of things uh, in my career. But you don't walk into one of the most secure buildings in the world unarmed unless you're allowed to, and they're on video. I mean, it's literally on video. cops saying, "Hey, I don't agree with you, but come on in."
2: Opening the door for him. We've seen uh, mm-hmm. several acquittals because of it. Yep.
3: Holding the door. So so what happened with uh, Ashley Babbitt's mom? Um, most recently? Yeah. So she was actually arrested for jaywalking, um, which is absolutely absurd. Oh, uh, she, jaywalking? Ever yeah. since, uh, you know, she actually had a dream uh, come to her. I don't I don't recall how long ago this was. I mean, because she was vehemently fighting for, you know, Ashley Babbitt to get her uh, daughter essentially um, justice in this situation. And she had a dream where her daughter came to her and said, Uh, You know, there's not much you can do for me, but you can advocate for these J6 prisoners. And ever since then, she's flown to D.C. DC. She's been in D.C. ever since. And she is outside doing prayer vigils um, of the jail every single night. I mean, she's out there advocating for these people. And the Capitol Police have had a bone to pick with Mickey for a very long time. And I remember the last, uh, not this most recent one where she was arrested, but the year before that I was with her outside the jail and we were the very last ones there. When we're walking home, and you know the uh, the Capitol Police and MPD are literally joking with her, and they're saying, "Hey, get in the back of our car. You know, we'll take you where you need to go." And knowing full well that someone within their ranks murdered her daughter. I mean, so these people, you know, I, I try not to group all of the Capitol Police because there are some good people within the Capitol Police Department uh, in, but there's a lot of them that they openly joke about this. And then they targeted Ashley Babbitt's mother and arrested her for jaywalking, even though you had over four people right next to her doing the exact same thing. But then they conveniently only arrested her on January 6th. In D.C., jaywalking mm-hmm. in D.C.? On, on the anniversary of her daughter's death.
2: Jaywalking. Jaywalking. Anarcho-tyranny. Hmm? That's what they call it. You guys know that one? Yeah, Basically, the, the
5: law is enforced only against the their enemies. Yeah, That's where we're at. She'd be a good guest. We live in Anybody the Anybody that's advocating get these people out of detention, <clears throat> unethical, unconstitutional detention, you have a right to not be detained mm-hmm.
3: for— Her husband is—Ashley's uh, husband is absolutely amazing, too, Aaron Babbitt. There would be someone to have on the show. He's a great guy. It
2: kind of feels like with uh, a, a lot of the stories that we've gone through and stories like this, we call it a controlled demolition, right? Like the system is intentionally being destroyed in various ways yep. the government's been weaponized i mean even now as we're sitting here laughing about the irs being abolished it's another component of dismantling the machine i'm sure luke doesn't care either way i'm he's probably <laughs> excited for it but in other ways our culture is also being dismantled and that's the dangerous yep. part we're yep. not we're not raising our kids properly the kids are being abused things like that without proper culture and without uh, proper parenting nothing else matters i mean it's going to be it's gonna be apocalyptic
3: mm-hmm. i mean the culture i would say is is majority lost i mean i'm in texas i'm a resident in texas and i'm covering child drag shows uh every <laughs> single week i mean so these people are on video grooming children and there's no repercussions for it well, they're, they're doing book? simulated sodomy in front of kids
1: now. yeah What what's the american culture right now uh
3: twerking Mm-hmm. seed oils promoting sodomy promoting uh, obesity i mean you guys saw that picture on twitter today where there's those three models and the woman <laughs> the one on the very right with the elephant trunks you literally can't even see her shoes or with the remainder of them but that's promoted yeah. as healthy mixing cough syrup with mm-hmm. alcohol that's american yeah. culture right now opiates video
2: games yep
5: video games is a big part of it
2: so one thing that uh, i've been talking about quite a bit and uh, I'd love to talk with you, Tyler, about it is this book, "Gender Queer"? Mm-hmm. because uh, apparently nobody's read it. It's insane. Apparently nobody's read it. So uh, I've reached out to a handful of people you'd think would have read it, um, pro- prominent critics. And uh, fair point, I didn't read it either. What we all knew in the book was that you've got these images that are graphic. And we were like, okay, kids shouldn't be around that. And I think most of us just assumed that the memoir stuff is immaterial. Like if you're talking about your life, how you grew up, I don't care. Don't show the graphic stuff to kids. Then, as it turns out, actually, the book itself is—it's a horror story of child abuse. And so, to go back to what you're saying, you're in Texas, and there's child drag shows. The fact that it's even coming to Texas mm-hmm. is alarming. Then it goes to Florida. I think people need to read this book, and I've been saying this all day because I really, really do mean it. And I want to make sure I, I, I highlight this. I, I can't show these images. No,
3: it'll get taken no, no, down. No, no.
2: But it's not even—it's not even the images people know. For those that aren't familiar, in this book. There's graphic depictions of adult activities, mm-hmm. but in the first page, let me see. Let's go to page number two, three, four. Here we go. Okay, so right. So actually, page one, two. It's a it's it's a little boy and girl peeing in the in the yard outside. And the first part of the story is how her parents brought her to a farm and had her and and the neighbor boy just relieving themselves in yep. the outside. Complete neglect. They talk about how they didn't have proper, uh, you know, like. Ut- I mean, there's, there's, and that, like that. Yeah, there's
3: that portion about where she gets pulled aside by her teacher in school because she smells so bad and has, I don't know if I can say it, but basically her period blood uh, in the same pad over and over again, crumbling down her leg. Mm-hmm. But you're not allowed to talk about that. That's marketed in kids' libraries. So what this, right.
2: And what people, uh, as we're talking about this stuff, fail to understand is that.
0: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: When I started, so here's what happened. I was going through this because I was trying to show the Hodge twins the portion where the author of this book they're giving to children is intent, uh, attempting to ingest her own, you know, genital fluids. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in order to find that part, I'm have to. i like, you know what? I haven't actually read, read the book. I start reading it. And it's a story about how her mother abused her, had her wearing days, old, uh, not, not even days old. She just says, I'll read it. She says, uh, I'd often wear the same pet for so long that dried blood turned to dark crumbles re- resembling coffee grounds. Well, where was her mom? Yeah. She's no, no wonder... She hates herself. Mm-hmm. She was psychologically abused and traumatized right. by her mother. And physically. She, she's in school, and it's in the book. She's like, the counselor pulled me aside saying, you smell so bad, people are complaining. Did your mom not teach you to take a bath? She didn't know how to shave her legs. You don't gotta shave your legs, dude. I don't care. But at least the parents could explain to you why mm-hmm. women shave their legs, why some don't. You can choose. it. But she had no idea. She couldn't read until she was 12. Is there a dad ever mentioned in the book? Yeah, and, and, mm-hmm. and the crazy thing is, they're depicted as like these these happy go lucky hippies like hanging around and playing the guitar when right. in reality I wouldn't be surprised if they're drug addicts yeah. I'm not kidding like the idea that she couldn't read until she was 12 to in, to me is indicative of parents who are on drugs it's a and form of child, child, abuse. child abuse or man.
3: even take do basic necessities and take care of herself enough so she doesn't stink yeah. and gets pulled aside
6: yeah like hygiene dude
3: I want yeah, you to, I that's want you the to, most basic thing to understand is yeah. proper hygiene right the,
2: the reason why I think it's so important to read through this stuff as we're looking at like the morbid obesity with the shoes mm. bulging all of these things that people would say is like degeneracy or whatever it's like dude it starts somewhere it Mm -hmm. starts with kids being abused Mm -hmm. and we see it over and over again people i'm not telling you to buy the book but you know you can (laughs) read it online and it's it's like i want you to imagine this a 12 year old kid who can't read walking around with crusted blood between their legs smelling like feces peeing in the yard covered in hair that's a wild child and then this person struggles to social to socialize, becomes it completely traumatized and hates themselves. You wonder it's why? It's no surprise this person is coming out and saying, "I'm non-binary. I don't want to be like anybody," because in the book she talks about how she's made fun of, how she's embarrassed, and it's like, "Well, well, no crap. She was being a." It's like mm-hmm. the parents may have well just kicked her out in the yard and locked the door. That's what it sounds like they did. She goes to school and everyone's making fun of her because she smells like crap and she's got <laughs> dried pads in her pants. Nightmarish. Dude. Well, it's, a, it's a common recurrence at these
3: drag shows that I cover too. Is I would say ninety-five to ninety-eight percent of the time, it's single obese mothers that are bringing their children to these shows. I mean, so they can't even take care of themselves, and that's what I see as a rom- common recurrence. They're dressing their their you know male boys up in tutus and dresses. I mean, and a lot of my footage, I've you know, I've unveiled teachers bringing their children to this, uh, talking about the grooming of their children like it's a totally okay and acceptable thing. I mean, the drag queens. Literally engage with these kids on stage, say sexual jokes, they do sexual things directly in front of them and actually involve the children in it. I mean, it's a form of psychological abuse that I've never seen before. I mean, this is, I don't want to be covering this stuff, but ever since the Mr. Misters one really exploded in Pride Month, uh, you know, it's like they've tripled down this community. They've tripled down over and over again. And now I see multiple of them every single week.
2: The most revealing thing about this book to me is that that graphic image in question that everybody talks about, the picture of adult activities the main character, the author of this book, writes how it wasn't doing anything for her. So think about this. It's a person who's abused by her parents, neglected, filthy, uneducated, can't read, confused about who she's supposed to be or what life is. Like, yeah, when you, when you leave a kid out in the wilderness and they grow up, they're not going to be able to properly function. She then tries to engage in, we'll just call it kink. And then she's like, hey, this actually isn't doing
3: anything. She's clearly confused. She doesn't enjoy what they're telling her she should enjoy. And she's completely desensitized. And that's what they do to a lot of these children at these drag shows that I go to, is they desensitize kids to sexually explicit content and simulated sodomy at a young age. So then they grow up and they don't even understand what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was in the Mr. Misters one, the first one I ever covered, the, uh, there was a child sitting at the bar. He had a Nintendo DS. He had a Rubik's Cube. He was completely uninterested in what was going on. And he had two moms with him. Mm-hmm. And the gay bartender, who was serving drinks over his head, literally asked this kid's, it, this kid if he is gay. And he says no. And his mother butts in on behalf of him and says, no, 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 he is gay. But he's just too embarrassed to talk about it.
2: You know, it's really interesting. I want to mention this too. I'll say it again. You got a kid, can't read, dried blood, peeing in the yard, covered in hair, smelling like feces. And people are making fun of uh, making fun of her. Look But then all of a sudden, she meets the queer straight alliance. And they're like, thank you for being here. We love you. And she
4: goes, yes, this is who I am. Exactly. No surprise. It's, it, they're the poor person that wrote that book has been absolutely psychologically brutalized their whole life, and then they're put in a position where if they engage with this activist group, which is what LGBT essentially is, especially when you're dealing with with uh, queer theory and stuff, um, they get the affirmations that they've been dying for. They get the love. They get the they. It's, they get love. It's bomb. the confirmation that they need Jeez. in it their is, mind. It is. It is very typical cult behavior. Yep. Find someone that is vulnerable, that is dissatisfied, that is that is in a position that really needs help, mm-hmm. and then tell them. All the pe- all the reason that you're unhappy is because of all of these people. Yeah, I mean, it is literally the same playbook is, that every manipulation ma- manipul- manipulative person does. And governments do it. You look at what, what right. the Nazis said. You look at what, what the communists said. Blame the bourgeoisie. Blame the Jews. Blame right. the straight people. Blame the Christians. It's, then, it's just the same thing. And then think about this. Once again, a
2: kid who's neglected in all these ways, smelling like crap, and then this group comes, and, it, and she explicitly talks about how she has crushes on boys, mm-hmm. too. Like, mm-hmm. this is like a normal little girl uh, being abused. And then the, the QSA says, we're so happy you're here. And then she's smiling, and they're like, yay, we love you. And by the way, those people who made you feel bad are the bad ones. Yep. They're the problem. And there you go. Now, all that anger and resentment she felt, it's almost like a kind of sour grapes. I feel bad for her because it's like, if she just had someone tell her, look, Girls shave their legs. It's a social custom. You don't have to do it, but all the other girls do. So they may make fun of you if you don't. She didn't even have that. She writes mm-hmm. how she's like, I didn't even understand what was going on, yeah. why they were laughing at me. I couldn't even read. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I- and then, they, and then they villainize those who are laughing at her for being unsocialized she, and you know that that sucks too to be completely honest
5: she wrote this I, I believe because it was like a memoir she calls it a memoir about her life and like expression of her experience but like i believe the kids in the book are under 18 that are experiencing the simulated yeah. sex acts. So if I wrote a comic strip of two 14 year olds having sex, they would call that child. I mean, I think you're supposed to call it child porn. If I don't you,
2: know if they're underage in that portion of the they book. They never say if it's underage or not, or if they at, indicate at, that they're underage. At under that age. point, I think she's in college and she's like working a job or something. And
4: also drawing of, of sexual images gets dicey about the legality because yep. there's a, there's a, a artistic. Yeah. there yeah. And there's, there's a type of anime called Lolly yep. lollycon con yep. that, that, pushes the line apparently like mm-hmm. so and there have been like court cases where they say because it's drawing lollies okay yeah which is creepy and gross but i mean You know, it is what it is. I don't know that that's illegal. But a lot of
3: these books that are being actually marketed in children's libraries do have what, you know, rational people would call child porn in them. I mean, it has depictions of naked little girls, naked little boys engaging in certain things. I mean, and exploring their body. And I understand, you know, maturation, right? Basic maturation. We all took we all took it. Um, but that's teaching about STDs, teaching about how to be safe. It's not teaching about how to actually engage in sex. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when they used to tell you to abstain from sex so you didn't, you know, contract these STDs or go through these terrible experiences. And now, I mean, books like this are being marketed to children on a daily basis in almost every single state of the country. In tw- thousands
2: she's, of schools.
5: She says she's 25 in that, Oh wow, 25 years old in that particular portion of the book. Well, you're right about lolliporn. That's a big problem of contention on social media. I do think they banned it on legal. Twitter, though. It, and yeah, on Elon, Elon Musk has yeah. been like, none of this and stuff. And it's legal. Anymore it's legal in the United States because you can't prove that it's a kid even though it looks like a kid. But even they though they're say, drawn it's it's just like children. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Intentionally, because it is, mm-hmm. I think, I consider it a form of child well, porn. That's, that's if
3: you ever go on like the, the map forums, right? Um, right. Which we're going to call what it is, the pedophile forums. I mean, they they share lolly, relentlessly amongst each other. Yeah. And it's because it's marketed towards a certain group of people and they know what they're marketing towards. Mm-hmm. There's an interesting thing about this too is that when you read that
2: portion, it's, it's a very female perspective on sex and it's funny because the the you know this individuals writing how they're queer and all that stuff but I'm like I think if like as a dude reading that I'm like yeah that's a woman. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything I'm like the thing she's describing about so you uh, you guys remember 50 shades of gray and it was like women were, shades of gray yep, yep of gray women loved that book mm-hmm. because women and men experience this stuff very differently and men are very visual and women are very you know, much more imaginative and that's basically how the book describes mm-hmm. all of this stuff
5: even to the point where she says she doesn't enjoy any of it. I'm so glad you read it yesterday and started got that perspective that it's a kid that was abused. That's such an important Dude, part of this. It's it's I I am
2: I I can't even begin, bro. I can't even begin when I saw this. I can't even show it on camera. Oh
4: wow.
2: Uh, yeah. Oh wow. Indeed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you look at this yeah. and you're just like this poor kid, man. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't was be a real person
4: that lived through that. That's that's that, like that yeah. is. It's something that I feel like people that have you know gotten outraged about that they're outraged at the person for writing it and it's like it does suck that they wrote it, but remember, they're writing it because they were abused. I
2: don't think it sucks that they wrote it. I think the problem is they're giving it to kids. Yep, That's I think the only
4: problem with this.
2: I, yeah. I actually think this is really important because now you can see how the trauma and abuse leads yeah. to this person being mm-hmm. unhappy and yeah. depressed yep. and, and and talking about how they dread things and how they fear things. And as adults, we need to understand what's causing these things to happen so we can help people. Yeah. The problem is they're putting it in front of kids that's messed up. Yeah,
1: I mean, a lot of this is uh, uh, emotional manipulation. There's a reason a lot of Disney movies start off with either a parent character or a main character dying off in the beginning, because that trauma is very powerful to ingrain a lot of different ideas. The CIA started to experiment with certain things, especially when they were starting to do MKUltra mind control uh, tests on uh, a lot of human beings, causing them trauma, fragmenting their personalities and brains, and then implementing a new one to see how far they could actually impact someone with the ideas that they wanted to, to put inside of them. So I think trauma is a key element to all of this that we have to really understand for, for how it's being used here because you lay out the trauma And then you, of course, you have the problem. Then you, of course, you have the solution. The solution is you got to join this group. This group's going to take you in. It's those people that are bad. Those people that are responsible for all the bad things in this world. Don't take personal responsibility. Just join the cult. Everything will be fine. And those ideas are being ingrained into small children. When they're in school, they're being indoctrinated into the cult, into the statist, communist, larger ideology. And then they're kind of you know, acting like the way that they are. Very uh, emotionally triggered individuals that, of course, are being used and manipulated by the state that is using their trauma, their fear, their emotions for their own personal gain. Yeah, trauma is the easiest way to,
3: I would say, hypnotize people. I mean, because you can use that term. Yeah. Um, I mean, whether it's, you know, there, there are, trauma can have good responses. There are good trauma responses, but that's very rare. But when you're experiencing trauma from such a young age, like all these children that are being exposed to these shows and to these sexually explicit content on purpose, it's completely intentional because it fragments their mind. Just like you L- said, L-
2: let's talk about this. Uh, this healthy at any size. Then we got this tweet from Natalie uh, Denolition. Healthy at any size is a complete and total lie. Even if her shoes are begging, even her shoes are begging her to stop. <laughs> where are her knees? Stop celebrating this for F's sake. I feel really bad for this woman right here. This uh, you can't. It's hard to see because of the way the the crop happens. But uh, let me see if we can. Uh, Show those feet. Damn. Look, man, this person is suffering Well, and an they're, they're
3: being put on a platform. And, like, it's a good thing.
2: And this, 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 um, imagine somebody was biting their own skin off and people were clapping for them as they did it. It's like, dude, yeah. we need to help these people. But we're coming to this point in our society where a large faction of people just say, who cares if it feels good? It's like, uh, uh, if it makes you happy, then why the hell is it so bad? Yeah, it's a horrible ethos. A lot of things make you happy, drugs can make you happy, and they destroy your life. Yep. This person needed an intervention. This person needed someone to say, hey, cut the carbs, lower your salt intake, all that stuff, go for a walk. Instead, they said, be you. Strap these shoes to your feet and, squ- and bind them, and then we'll put you on a magazine ad. This person's going to die young. Yeah. I looked, up, I looked up the definition of fat phobia on Boston Medical. It's absolutely amazing. They're like, fat phobia is deeply ingrained in systemic racism, white supremacy, and misogyny. <laughs> the typical garbage. buzzwords. Buzzword, it's,
4: buzzword, buzzword. It's all garbage and lies that, that is all just absolute I have to crap. wonder
2: though, man. I have to wonder if there really is a depopulation agenda, then uh, we win in the end. Like the intention of the people who want there to be less people is that these people die instead yeah. of helping them. Because if it's true... And, and these powerful elites are like, there's too many people. Well, here's one way to get rid of them.
4: I am a human being. I am not a monster. I will never ever approve of that. And
3: I mean even the even ever. the but, even but, the depopulation agenda that targets, you know, people like this that are morbidly obese, it's not like it just targets them and we're gonna necessarily win in the end is because we're still intaking the seed oils, we're still intaking the <laughs> bugs at this point. We're gonna intake every single
1: aspect of the depopulation agenda. So it's making us more unhealthy as we go yeah, too. Yeah Tim, there is a depopulation agenda and we're not going to be the winners of it. There's a lot of these individuals that are literally and figuratively weighing down not only our health system, but our entire uh, society. And when we look at the production, Yeah, but when we look at, especially with how the population is going to crash, how it's already crashing, how fertility rates are going down, uh, birth rates are going down dramatically, this is going to have a significant impact on society that's going to be very devastating since there's going to be a lot of older people, not a lot of younger people. And that's going to create a lot of economic and social chaos that's going to be very difficult to navigate.
2: This is what I'm saying. This morbidly obese woman will die. Will die young. Cancer, heart attack, something. This, morbid obesity is bad for you. Heart disease. When, when these people who are given the choice, they are told outright, you can be happy eating whatever garbage you want. There are other people who are like, no, nah, I'm going to take the personal responsibility and improve my health. Mm-hmm. The people who choose the personal responsibility, I, I lost
4: 30 pounds. Are going to live a lot longer. I I want to ask you a question. When you lost that 30 pounds, did you feel like you did you feel better in your body, right? Man. Yeah. Like within
2: a week of cutting out sugar, it felt like I had lightning surging through me.
4: When I like I've I've fluctuated weight before and my heaviest was 177, right? And that was when I was I was puffy and I'd been eating a lot to put on weight to get muscle and stuff. And then over the you know course of like six months after I cut down and I dropped like 10 pounds. Dropping 10 pounds of fat. I felt like I had a brand new body, yeah. and it was just, and I wasn't particularly heavy. You know, it's like, I'm not a, big, a huge guy, but 175 was too heavy for me. Dropping 10 pounds, I felt great. I can't even imagine what it's like for someone that loses 50, 60 pounds. It's like you get a whole new body. A new skin suit. To it, wasn't, live in. it wasn't
2: even about losing the weight. It was just cutting out the sugars, and all of a sudden, everything was improving. Yeah, My blood pressure was really high. It, it dropped really quickly. Just... Yeah. It's, just, it's just crazy. And, and so these are the choices you can make. My, my point ultimately is no one is, is, is forcing this person to stuff uh, food in their, in their, no. into their mouths. Right? And so... What is this? What? Oh, I'm not. <laughs> to... Nobody's forcing people to, to live unhealthy lives, not to exercise, and to uh, endanger their lives. The end result mathematically is quite simple. If you have 100 people and half of them are inclined to be morbidly obese and not exercise, sterilize their kid and abort their kids. They eventually cease to exist. Mm-hmm. If the other half is saying, we're going to have as many kids as possible, we're going to believe in family, we're going to exercise, be healthy and be responsible, they flourish. Yeah.
5: The end result is obvious. Yeah, but the problem is when when a sect of humanity is dying off because it's irrelevant or or, or not functionable, it will take other things down with it. It's like a flailing, drowning person. So. You might think once this ballast is cast off, society will be better, but it's really about how, like, if people are, we'll, we'll see, like, mass money printing to pay for social programs for people that are severely obese in their 70s and 80s, mass injections of pharmaceuticals. Most most people don't live that
1: long, and and you're absolutely right. There's going to be a massive
5: burden on the system, especially in the healthcare industry. Sorry, go ahead. Well. You're just cementing my point. Um, it could be very, very destructive for people like this to be let to go, which is why it's important that we call it out when we see it, because it's an addiction. I think a lot of these people are obese because of sugar addiction or high fructose corn syrup mm-hmm. or aspartame addiction or all of the above combining some new unknown problem that we're finally seeing you know, with te- with video and television obesity. Yeah. I think it's phthalates, uh, PCBs. So we have a uh, glass bottled water here at Timcast in
2: a variety of functions, of uh, fashions. We have uh, the stuff that we order. We do. Of plastic water bottles because some people don't care but uh, in the studio we do uh, our own filtered water we put in glass water bottles it's a little things man I have a feeling that in the future they're going to start talking about plastics and, and, and food the same way we talk about asbestos
4: yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, well, they already kind of do with them. I mean, you, there's already concerns about microplastics and stuff like that. Exactly. And,
1: it's being found in people's blood, in, in people's lungs. Yeah. And that's one aspect of it. But also, a lot of the food is also being genetically engineered to hit the pleasure centers of yeah. your brain, but actually have no nutritional value yeah, yeah, for yeah. you. And uh, this is why a lot of people are talking about organ meat. This is why I've been talking about organ meat specifically, because they do have a lot of uh, nu- nutritional dense food that is actually good for you compared to all the other fluff and nonsense that is filled with soy and corn they they want you to believe that red meat is what's going to lead to uh yeah Yeah, which is absolutely crazy or or that salt is bad Mm -hmm. or that fat is bad when in reality what are they promoting they're they're promoting high fructose corn syrup and seed oils which which are absolutely inflammatory your system doesn't know how to handle and your system's absolutely hijacked by uh bill gates who wants you to have moobs (laughs) and individuals that are gamifying this entire food industry in uh, and also at the same time believe that there's too many people in this world that should that should leave a lot of people questioning what's going on here as he's now vaccinating animals and changing their genetics in order to help the population. Where
2: did the seed oil thing come from? This is like a new new fad that's been taken off.
1: Well, the seed oil uh, seed oils have been introduced in the early 1900s specifically by Crisco and ever since uh, Crisco and other seed oils heavily processed You know, inflammatory oils were introduced into exactly. (laughs) Essentially, it is it is exactly like engine oil. Ever since it was introduced, we have seen a skyrocketing of obesity, skyrocketing of heart disease. It used to be rare that people were obese. It used to be rare that the people used Mm -hmm. to get heart attacks. But ever since the introduction of seed oils, there has been a correlation with this specific uptick of people being extremely unhealthy and dealing with these larger health ailments, Uh, uh, you know, health problems that, of course. Uh, now almost more and more people have
5: every single day than they ever had before. What One, do you think about using the government to okay. like break up monopolies? <laughs> 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 Dig this, like the sugar industry has commercials where they sell sugar to kids. They used to have tobacco commercials where they would sell cigarettes to kids or young adults. The government had to say you can't do that anymore because it's now, an hold addictive. Hold on. And, substance. And
2: hold on, Luke. The Libertarian Party had a guy on stage talk about selling heroin to kids. So do you
5: think we should also lower the U.S. government consent. already does that
1: with, the, with 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 big pharma. One, two. You look at the sugar industry; they bought off a lot of the scientists and regulators, and they made a big war on fat. Now mm. everything's fat-free and, yeah. and everything's filled with high fructose corn syrup. Yep. Gee, uh, I wonder what would lead to less harm: uh, some, some crackhead selling crack to, to a small child, or the government what it's doing right now. Well, let, well let's, put those, let's put those. Let's put those. Let's put those. I got what, a better one for you, Luke. W- 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 The food pyramid. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the exactly. government introduced Super healthy. When,
2: when you. So I was looking at this story about there's a picture showing a bunch of people in the 60s and they're all like basically ripped. Mm -hmm. Like not ripped, but they're all fit. Just naturally. And then it's like, what happened? And there's a chart showing rise in obesity rates around the late 70s around the same time, the introduction of, of, the, the, of food the food pyramid, pyramid. Yep, aspartame aspartame as well. saying saying like the food pyramid basically says eat a ton of bread, eat yeah, a ton of nice. grains. Terrible. I cut those things out, and my I've never felt
5: better. I'll say I'll say it
1: right now, and I'll be I'll be brave. I would rather have a crackhead sell crack to, a, to to a baby <laughs> than the food pyramid as it is right now, because that <laughs> anyway, would lead to less harm. Skinny, right? That would help just, more people. At the end of the day, I'm willing to take that official stance right I, here, right now. Someone can, quote I, can it. I just
2: ask everybody to imagine a baby. Walking up to a crack Scratching his face, needing his One, Requesting crack from the crack Sell him the crack
3: rock. Sell him. The baby $5 pulling, two for five.
2: pulling $5 out of its diaper and <laughs> requesting crack.
3: I mean. <laughs> Someone's got to animate that. But I will say, while we're on the topic of health, is, you know, I used to, I smoked cigarettes for a long time from a very young age. I got off of cigarettes. I went to vaping because it's marketed as, like, the, the good alternative, right? I would argue that vaping is honestly worse for you. It's wet vapor, you're coating your lungs in wet vapor, and it's not nicotine that you're really being addicted to, like when I quit vaping, it was the worst thing that I probably have ever, the worst vice I've ever gotten off of is, you're literally vaping seed oil, soybean oil, I mean, the most highly addictive things that you're already consuming on a regular basis in your diets, and you're doing that in your lungs consistently over and over and over again. I mean, so I'm gonna use this platform to advocate and say if you're vaping in the audience, it's gonna catch a lot of flack, I already know, just it, quit. The first four days, if you can make it past the first four days, you won. Just just get it out of your system. I don't even know what system. the
1: point of vaping is. It, it's called douche fluting, for, for the record. <laughs> Everyone needs to understand that. And, uh, you know, there's there's things you should look at. Exactly. Popcorn lung. Uh, yeah, vitamin E acetate. Uh, yeah, that's a, that that, that was
3: in the dab carts for a long time. Um, and that's when, you know, Trump, I believe, he signed the executive order upping the smoking age from 18 to 21 is because of the mm-hmm. vitamin E acetate. Wow. They were making carts at home. And then selling it to children and people were just popping up a popcorn lung out of a sudden. See, What's see, popcorn cr- cr- see,
1: see a Crack like, or, a, 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 or explain, adjusting explain seed explain oils? popcorn lung. Well, 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 again, uh, it, 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 there's many different scientific terms on this. I'm gonna have to look it back into this because I was looking into this when I was douche fluting myself. I was smoking cigarettes, mm-hmm. and then I got off cigarettes, and I started uh, half douche fluting, half smoking cigarettes. But does I douche actually, fluting make you feel worse than cigarettes? Uh, I, uh, it's hard to tell because they're all pretty bad for mm-hmm. you. Nicotine though does have positive effects yep. for your brain in but, small,
3: very small doses. But, though, uh, w-
1: with the paper that the government mandates for cigarettes, there's um, anti flame paper yep. that the government uh, makes sure that all the big tobacco companies use, which is absolutely horrible for you as well. When, when, when in the easy, you're, you're, you're vaping metal particles over and, and, and over I just, again, I just too. want to recommend for people, um, there's a great book, uh, The Easy Way to Quit Smoking. I, I tried everything to quit smoking. Nothing worked, but I read that book and it actually helped me. Cold and showers. I stopped, it stopped it. And I, and I cold stopped showers. cold turkey right. and it was very easy. The Easy what's, Way to Quit Smoking. What's it, popcorn yeah, lung? Yeah, there was
5: a, there was a two years ago, there was a bit of, uh, maybe three years ago at this point, it came out it that vitamin years. E acetate was yep. in the nicotine vapes and causing mm-hmm. what they call popcorn lung, also known as bronchiolitis obliterans or obliterative bronchiolitis. Uh wow. The That's a word. Yeah, it's a disease that results in the obstruction of the smallest airways of the lungs, the bronchiolus, Mm -hmm. due to inflammation. So, wow. There you well, go. I mean, you got to think if you're consistently, and it's not just
3: vitamin E acetate either that can cause this stuff, but that was a large occurrence, and that's what they actually studied. Is if you're inhaling metal seed oil, soybean oil, and I mean, a lot of it's like propylene, glycol, glycerin into your lungs on a regular basis, more often than cigarettes because it doesn't make you stink. It actually makes you smell good. A lot of them are fruity flavors. Yeah. You can hit it discreetly when you're in restaurants, when you're in your house anything, anywhere you want, I mean, you're doing this on a regular basis, taking hundreds to thousands of hits a day, your body, I mean, all things in moderation, your body is not going to have a good reaction to smoke filled with all these chemicals and toxins entering you over
1: and over again. Can can we just bring back natural tobacco and crack already? Hey, listen, 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 guys,
4: guys, I smoked cigarettes for longer than Taylor's been alive, and... I disagree strongly. Cigarettes are the worst damn things in the world.
0: CW, by law. Terms
4: and conditions plus. Vaping is good, but I don't want people to get the impression that I'm sitting here saying that smoking is, is not as bad as vaping without all of least, it's terrible. At least saying something. Mm-hmm. Smoking is the worst thing in the world. I smoke, like I said, smoked for almost 30 years. It, was the hardest thing to quit I don't I haven't had a drink I quit drinking 5 years ago and it was the easiest thing in the world to do I for me personally I know that it's not everybody else I understand that people have different situations but for me it was easy smoking cigarettes if I'm around people that smoke too much I'm not the guy that's like oh get that away that's awful I'm like I'm gonna beat you up and take them all go away <laughs> because there it's it's such nicotine is such a, 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 a massive I mean you're loop.
3: smoking the fillers the arsenic all of the uh, nasty things that they put in those papers and they're to the, fill the, the tobacco. That the government as well. puts in the. and it was one of the, the hardest worst. thing
1: I, to, to quit one yeah. of the hardest things that I, mean, I have to is life. you're
3: angry you want to just strangle somebody it was, it and was a, was a lot of it's psychological to a lot of this is
1: in your head a lot of this is subconscious because of all the propaganda everywhere that you don't realize but again reading that book changed my life made me quit i don't want to smoke people are smoking around me i'm like i don't even care anymore if you haven't read that book the easy way to quit smoking i can't recommend it enough what's the what's the easy way you like you read the book, and it in the book it tells you, "Hey, you could smoke as you're reading this," and then it 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 breaks down all the propaganda to why you're smoking. It, it breaks down all the bullcrap. It breaks down all the marketing and all the lies that could, that you convince yourself that makes you want to smoke. And then you kind of unwind the propaganda in your head as you're reading this book, as you're smoking. And at the end of the book, you're like, "I just don't want to smoke."
5: Yep. What and, I, the
3: easiest thing for me yep. to quit was. I remember I went on a hike. And I had just like went off on a little tour and, you know, I used to I used to be very athletic, uh, you know, in high school and I used to do bodybuilding. I used to do the whole nine yards. And I climbed, you know, about 20 rocks off this trail and I got to the top and I felt like my lungs were going to explode. And ever since that day, I didn't hit a vape. I just it was like a almost a switch being flipped into my head. It was like, okay, this is I can actually see that it's affecting me now. And it was very, very hard. I mean, the first week I literally wanted
5: to kill somebody. I mean, the anger is incredible. I found that too with cutting addiction is uh, with a purpose. Like I had mm-hmm. gained weight when I was 23, 24, I was eating a lot of McDonald's for lunch and drinking a lot of Pepsi or Coke or whatever and I gained like 20 pounds. For the first time in my life, I was 160 and I was like, man, I look fat. I can't be an actor if I'm fat. I can't, so I have to not be fat. If I have you, a goal If you have a mind. reason,
3: it makes things a lot easier.
5: Um, did you ever roll your own cigarettes or not? Oh, uh, like just buy tobacco, I, no, no, I did. just pure tobacco. Yep, I, I like those. You I mean, mean. I, I understand the addictive nature, and obviously the carcinogens involved with burning anything and inhaling it. But like without the filters, which I've heard have asbestos. They didn't have asbestos. They, they have used to fiberglass. in the fifties. They, they had, had
1: cigarettes that had asbestos in the filters.
5: So imagine yep. what they had, don't know how bad it is for you now and that stuff. They have fiberglass in there to cut up the inside of your lungs Rat so it gets in the bloodstream yeah. faster.
2: Yeah. The fiberglass, was that the, uh, the the crack ones
5: or whatever?
3: I think, yeah, I do think it was like the camel crushes, things yeah. like that, mm-hmm. so it adds flavor to it. But
5: in reality, you're just sucking down glass. And it gets what? you yeah. higher faster uh-huh. and more addicted quicker because it's getting yeah. into your bloodstream faster. Well,
2: w- while we're on the subject of the collapse of civilization, we got this story from the Daily Mail. A new graphic reveals extent of the great resignation. How many have quit their jobs since 2021 and which industries have been hit the hardest? I saw this and it's kind of crazy. The great resignation isn't over yet. November 2022, 4.17 million. The number of people quitting their jobs in the U.S. seasonally adjusted. So, uh, I don't know. People are quitting their jobs. Nobody wants to work. People are unhealthy. They're doing drugs. Is this uh a... it's an opportunity. Yeah, it's a black pill or?
5: <laughs> opportunity for a new industry. There are workers that want to get jobs. now. No, the they time don't. They don't want, want jobs. jobs. Well, yeah, they, no one wants to well, work. I, I feel like a
3: lot of this is <laughs> my generation too, like Gen Z, is we've been fed this idea. I call them the participation trophy generation. Is because they expect everything handed to them. They expect to be paid 15 to $30 for flipping burgers at a McDonald's. Meanwhile, you know, someone with a doctorate is being paid $30 an hour. I mean, this is the generation, and you're seeing it with the millennials and with Gen Z and a few other generations, is
5: they don't want to work, and they don't find value in actually working hard. Aren't. Um, well, I don't know for sure. I, I, I appreciate that you said that, but I don't know them, so I'd have to go case by case. But i, I for sure, I believe they're they're quitting jobs they hate. Doesn't mean yep. that they're going to hate the next job they get.
1: But there's also a lot of inflation, as Ian is saying, yep. and there's also a, a record amount of of the dollar being absolutely devalued to the point where people are like, "Why should I work when I could barely make ends meet when I could just get a government check?" Right, so that's also going into the perspective here, and at the same time, when you're giving everyone participation trophies, when you're when you're uh, hiring and promoting based off race and based off uh, you know sexuality rather than actual merit, what gives you the incentive to actually be good at your job when you know you're only going to be selected because of the way you look or what you decide to shove up inside of you? Right. So I think that
5: the value not, or not shove up inside of you. The value of time is has or to increased. shove something inside someone else. Have you that's guys right. to clarify? That, yep. that like like working for hourly is maybe a defunct method of of payment for uh, employees these days because like I feel like you can get so much more done per hour than you used to be able to do. You're thinking about the wrong jobs though. I think yeah, uh, for somebody who's
2: got a specific job like I need you here, right? Handing bags of food out for three hours hourly makes sense. You, you're not going to do it by like for every bag you hand out, you get ten cents. You know what I mean? Because man, our wage wage slave sucks. You guys ever do that? I mean, Actually, pretty much everybody. everybody do, let's, let's let's try that. Let's do that. Let's uh, when I open the coffee shop, I'll say for every cup of coffee you hand out, I'll give you a dime.
5: Dude, you know they'll be upselling that. You, you want another one? You want two cups? You sure? Your buddy your buddy's here, but hasn't had one yet. I think the problem is end up making no money. Oh, not on top of their dude on top of the salary.
2: No, Just I'm saying like, like uh, if if we want to if we want to talk about hourly versus actual sales it's like what, what what are you paying a person for it's like the funny thing about the the left is a funny meme i saw it said the left the marxists are like the profits should all be shared among the workers and then the guy responds and says then if the company incrues debt and loses money then the debt needs to be split among all, all workers as well and then the marxist gets all angry because they never talk about that one but let's put it this way the marxist view would be like okay how about this instead of paying you an hourly wage for you to sell coffee, I'll give you a portion of the labor you produce. Like, okay, so uh, uh, I work to get the cups and the coffee. You work to distribute them. I will share with you a portion of the revenue. I think they'd end up making, like, substantially less money doing that. Like, imagine you're working at a coffee shop, and it's a slow morning. It's like, well, I made 30 cents today because no one came in for
5: coffee. Yeah, well, too bad. That's you know, that's, it's equality, right? I've been there as a waiter, waiting $2.13 an hour plus tips. And some days you'd get three tables, walk out with like 14 bucks. Yeah. Yep.
6: Yeah. That's a, that's a much criminal thing to be in the U S is like that you pay waiters like a dollar an hour. And then you're saying, Oh, well they'll make it in tips. I never understood. The why food industry
3: right is hell. If any of you guys have ever worked in it, it actually is yeah. like being a server is a terrible job.
5: Mm hmm. It yeah, depends because no, you not. can get that good one where you two hundred fifty dollars meals at night and you get like uh, seven tables. That's that's so rare though. Not. In I that, like, that Usually <laughs> you're serving soy
3: slop on plates to people running <laughs> no. around. I mean you have yeah, Ian, hundreds serp- of people filling and you have sections cut out for certain
4: servers. Being you're serving server, ten people at a time. Being a server, you're probably going to be a server at a place like Applebee's mm-hmm. or like Longhorn Steakhouse or something along those lines. Those are the most. Probably most most uh uh, profitable, yeah, profitable. But the most common uh, restaurants that you that you that you find, and you're not finding wealthy people going in there dropping a lot of money. People that go to you know people that go to Longhorn Steakhouse are are not like I'm Mm going to go out and spend three hundred dollars and then tip the you know waiter a hundred bucks. They're they're going to go. They're going to spend their hundred and fifty dollars or whatever for their family, and they're going to give the waiter Mm fifteen dollars because.
5: Yeah, I've you been know. there. East Side Mario's, Bo's Tavern, list goes on, man. They're I went to so many different restaurants.
4: They're not they're, they're, those places. The predominant, uh, you know, the, the predominant restaurants in the U.S. aren't places where people go that you know have a lot of money. That they're going for a little treat for their family, you know.
3: Well, especially now, I mean, tipping is going down too in the food industry is because yeah. the prices are going yeah. up. Yeah, so way up. You're way up. the same thing you would get a few years ago at your favorite restaurant for ten dollars. You're now spending twenty dollars on. Yeah. So then you're Easy. minimizing your tip as well.
5: Yeah. I. I guess you're supposed to, well, you're supposed to not You do whatever you want. You don't have to tip if you don't want to, but give them 20% of the bill. So if the, mm-hmm. the food cost doubles, then they'll be getting double the tip. Um,
3: but that, That's discouraging a lot of people from even eating out now, too, is because they don't want, they don't have that money necessarily dude, to tip. Where's all the
5: money? What happened? It went to the Ukraine? Are there like just really <laughs> rich people that are hoarding their hundreds of billions offshore? No. Where's all the money? It, well, what do you mean? They just printed like $7, 4000000000000 or $6 trillion or something. Whereas, well, is- you know, Big Pharma is creating
1: more billionaires than any other industry out there right now. And during COVID, there was a large transfer of wealth. The biggest from wealth transfer in the history, right? I think the history of the world. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Where we saw the most amount of money, money go from everyone to the billionaire class. And the billionaires doubled, tripled their wealth while everyone else was left holding the bag. As, of course, they weren't allowed to have private enterprise. They weren't allowed to have businesses as the government came in and said... Mom and pop,
5: you got to shut down. Walmart has to be open. Strip clubs, liquor store, you guys can stay open. It's leading me to want to be like Workers of the World Unite let's take our oh, money God. back <laughs> but we all know no. how that turned out
3: so we're trying to figure out a different Ian, way no. like we're trying to hey, find out a 21st where's, century where's the hammer and
5: sickle yeah, yeah i've got plenty oh, oh you have right here these, these hammers no thank um, you phil well, you well we know we do.
1: yes Are you sure you want this job we, we know that the <laughs> I, I will stuff. i will
4: reign in uh ian's no, authoritarian and totalitarian I think, it, I think it's
1: funny i mean
2: like you know, you guys are more uh, libertarian, anarchist. Ian's more uh, government yeah. liberal, collectivist. Well, I'm because
5: I think a lot of people are feeling <laughs> what I'm feeling. The frustration is building. I'm like, you know what? Populist uprising. If that's what it takes, we'll just get a bunch of famous people to scream it out on day has- on Thursday at two, and then that's when it begins. I mean, you that are
4: has never worked. Populist, um, no, they don't. You're right. They've always ended up with worse governments. The only, like people say that America, I'm going to get into a little rant here. People say that the United States is not a unique country. There's nothing special about the United States. The United States is one of a vanishingly few countries in in the world that had a revolution and came out better on the other side. Right. Like the revolution that the United States had when we separated from the British, the United States was a more free country and then went on to become an even more free country as we continue to work towards the ideals set forth in the in the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. You know what? And is if that, people are asking the p- question,
1: that's Tim playing with the,
4: the Gooch <laughs> yes. soundstick
3: healing energy bar. You know what's appalling to me is, is when we literally overthrew this government and we, I mean, we started, I can't say we, but our ancestors and, I mean, the Founding Fathers started, you know, America. What is America now? Is we were actually being priced, I mean, taxed decently fairly okay and now you see what's going on with these eighty-seven (laughs) thousand irs agents and everything else and it's like where you know i keep i keep hearing from all these people that revolution is in our blood and it's like where well that's why i brought this up
2: look at the declaration of independence i mean the the list of grievances was more than just
5: yeah of course you know so i bring it up because i'm feeling grieved right now at the system like the mass redistribution of wealth to the top these things of people consolidating wealth how do we revolt against that or change that without creating a populist, violent populist uprising, which we know doesn't work.
4: Legal and local. You get involved in your local area. Local governments. You get people that share your opinions and political views elected to local office because the people that have the most effect in your life are the local politicians. You also have the most opportunity to affect their lives. If you go down to the general store or whatever and you bump into your selectman or your (laughs) mayor or whatever, you can give him the stink eye. You know, give him dirty looks and let him know that he's unhappy. And you're going to have the best chance of having a response from your local government than you will from state or federal, but then after you're local, then you go for state because the state governments have an enormous amount of uh, ability to pass laws and legislate. They have all kinds of authority to legislate. There's only a handful of things that they're prevented from legislating by the federal government. So. To think that we need to overthrow the federal government is a vast, is a massive error. What you need to do is get James, get in touch with James Lindsay and help get people elected to school boards, right? In your local area. Yeah. Because that is how you affect the most immediate change and it's also peaceful and it's legal. Yep. Well, and I, I, I'd agree with, I mean, local
3: is always more important than federal. I mean, my reporting on the drag stuff, I mean, the past half a year that I've been doing it in Texas alone, I mean, the GOP is already in Texas. Texas GOP has already made it one of their top priorities is to basically reword the coding of the sexual, uh, basically, um, involvement with children, what you can do in front of children. And now that the, legislati- uh, the new legislative session is coming around, I mean, they're talking about passing laws to ban children from these sexually explicit shows. I mean, so anyone can make a difference on a local level, but you just need to know how to do it, and need to do it in an effective way.
2: I'm not so sure the laws are going to fix that problem, though. We no, were, they're, uh, they're just going to go underground. No, no, I don't think so either. Uh, in Arkansas, they're, gonna, they're they're trying to make uh, drag shows adult, the same thing as like a stripping or yeah. whatever. But uh, it's already illegal to perform sex acts, uh, simulated sex acts in front of children in Texas, and they don't do anything about it.
3: Yeah, well, I think it's the way that the the penal code, or I mean, I'm not sure, not really well written on law, but the way that it's written is that's what allows it to happen. So the GOP is going to go in and try and tighten it up. I don't have that much faith in the GOP, obviously, for very understandable reasons. I,
2: I I disagree. I mean, I'm pretty sure that if you walked up to a playground and did what those people did Oh, next you'd, be stage, in, you'd be in jail. So there's no difference. Yeah. The issue is that the cops culturally are mm-hmm. unwilling to enforce
3: well, it. Well, I mean, I'm Dallas PD, Fresno, I mean, uh, Frisco PD, all of these places that I've covered these drag shows in, they know what's going on is wrong, but they're not willing to actually do anything scared. about it. Yeah, yeah they're, they're terrified. I mean, and, and yeah. it's, it's understandable in a lot of aspects of the same way. It's like someone needs to be the first officer to make an arrest, <laughs> to go in here and to drag these drag queens or drag kings because they are all men at this point that's what we should call them did you
4: just say that cops in Texas are scared crazy
3: you Valde what terrified
4: I am shocked that police officers (laughs) in the great state of Texas are frightened guys
1: Hey, you guys aren't backing the blue enough.
4: No. <laughs> no. I think that's the root problem here. Go I don't back uh, I back good ideas you and gotta good lick the people. Boot. I don't I don't they back like bootlegs <laughs> just because Well, and
1: if these
3: officers walked in and they I mean they dragged these people out, I would be, I mean, clapping and cheering, jumping up and down with joy, but you just don't see that. No one is actually willing to be the first person to do this because they know it's going to cause a lot of crap for him in the future, which someone needs to stand up and do it. But it's just a matter of who and
1: when. I hear Florida is doing some uh, actions against yeah. those uh, mm-hmm. kind of drag.
4: At least they're trying issues. to, yeah. yeah. So, buddy of mine in New Hampshire is also doing the same thing. He's in the, the New Hampshire state legislature. Mike Belcher, follow him on Twitter. Uh, he's a he's he's got actual legislation that he's presented to keep the kind of woke mind virus stuff mm-hmm. out of. Um, the law in New Hampshire so hmm. but if people look it's only a matter of
2: time, these laws get overturned, get removed if people don't speak up because I said it before i 'll say it again if there's you and a leftist and you're like, I'm too scared to speak, the leftist is screaming
4: nonstop yep. the children only hear the leftist right. Mm-hmm. So that's it. You got to speak up. You you hit the nail on the head a long time ago when you talked about how the leftists are the ones that'll make the noise and that's why they don't get banned from platforms. Platforms well, just want to And, and, and look t- at, t- look t- at t-
3: how t- bad right though right wingers are actually organizing things too. That's what I've noticed the past few right. years is the only thing that's like actually been like a successful you know, organization of the right has been like, you know, like the stop the steal and the mega the million marches. Those are the, really the only things that I've seen that have like been semi successful. I mean, anytime you go, I mean, even in Texas, the people, you know, the Catholics and everybody that organize against these drag shows, they're severely outnumbered every single time by local John Brown Gun Club in Antifa. And you're in Texas.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy in Texas.
3: Yeah.
2: Wow. Of all
4: places. Every,
3: everyone talks about how much they love Texas, and I am one not to support that. I mean, one, it's flat. And two, there is more sexual exploitation of children going on there than I would argue anywhere in the country.
2: That's true. And the border, too. Mm -hmm. The border is out of control. I read a story about some lady. She She said she walked out of a bar. It was like a post on Reddit, I think. And her boyfriend and his two friends were like 10 feet in front of her. A car creeps up. They open the door, jump out, grab her, and try yep. dragging her in. She starts screaming. The, the her boyfriend and the guys run over and grab her, pull her out of the car before they spe- and then they speed off. It's just like well, and you, you can know, they just street c- kidnap women in Texas and then it's drive normal.
3: them. Well, and you can literally walk down. I mean. I've- like two years ago, this didn't exist really. I mean, language barriers in Dallas did not really exist. But now if you go and try and film like a man on the street video or anything in Dallas, you're going to run into people that do not even speak English. I mean, this is a new thing happening. Mm -hmm. You're having hundreds of thousands and millions of people coming over the Texas border. And then instead of actually deporting them, Greg Abbott just wants to ship them to other states, which are still in our country. That's right. It's a nice publicity stunt, Cool yeah. the first few times you do it, but you're, they're still like, in
2: your country. People, people are telling me, well, they don't have the right to deport. It's a federal thing. They can't deport. It's a state thing. And I'm like, so send them into the mm-hmm. country? I mean, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, send them
3: farther in where they right. can spread out and diversify right. even more. It's a great
5: idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think so that wait, Texas wait, wait, should be able to deport? You think absolutely. Be a state law?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, te- they, you know, the whole Texas sovereignty—it's a, it's a load of crap. I mean, Texas should be able to deport absolutely anybody that they want. If you're crossing, you know, actually, last time I was at the border and doing some border reporting, I mean, there was thousands coming over. It was insane. Yeah. It's something I've never seen before. I crossed the Rio Grande with these people, and I actually was. Capturing these people uh, as they were being processed on video and National Guard and Border Patrol pulled their cars in front and told me that I'm not able to record because it was the request of these migrants. I said, "Okay, so the migrants who aren't even citizens here, they have more rights (laughs) than me as a member of the press, freedom of the press that doesn't exist. Like their right trumps mine. And this should have said yes. So it's like. There's there's a very big problem going on at the border, specifically in Texas, and we're going to feel it for a very long time. All right. Uh, uh,
2: white pill or black pill? Do you think we're heading? We're, we're going to make it through this? Do you think it's going to get worse?
3: I mean, I like to say, you know, I, I like to take a black pill in the morning and then a white pill at night before I go to bed. That That's what I like to do. But... Everything is going to get worse before it gets better. That's how it always goes. It's always going to get significantly worse. And yeah, is there going to be an upturn? I do think there eventually will be an upturn. But the next few years, they're going to get pretty bad. So
5: you're speedballing. Basically. Got it. It's like the crack to the baby, but to me. It's kind of like working out. You know, you got to traumatize the muscle and then let it rest. So whether or not you got to break it down and then rebuild it. Yeah. And we're in the breakdown phase right now. Yeah. Definitely.
2: What is it? Infiltrate, destroy and rebuild. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's where yeah, we are. The at.
3: easiest way to destroy something is from within, and that's exactly what you're seeing right now across the country.
6: Yeah, true that. With Lucky land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
7: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
7: No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Well, so so we got protect the IRS. You know, we can't we dismantle <laughs> it. Uh-huh.
5: You got to like use your force of will to manipulate people's emotions to make them more American, like to Jesus. make them more liberty, liberty loving. <laughs> what? We're in a battle of wills, of Ian, spirit. Why, why,
4: why are you hurting me? This is what you're well, I'm, I haven't been here. In, I haven't seen you in like three weeks or something. And now you're harming me. Why we, are
7: you hurting my heart? Yeah, I, a, I a, thought we were friends. He's, he's trying to
5: bully me before I leave. We oh, in, yeah, in a culture war, baby, and I fight dirty.
7: <laughs>
4: are you ready? That was a little Bill Maher. I mean, your 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 point is right the but the thing is Americans and specifically children need to be taught that America is not an evil place mm-hmm. right that it that a liberal society is not inherently bad because what they're being taught is that a liberal society is bad because a liberal society makes room for racism. That's what they're taught. When you when you hear critical race theory, the critical part is criticizing the the ex, the existing structures, which is our society, and they're use race is. The means that they're using to criticize and America is a so, very
3: beautiful thing in a beautiful place, but it's the leaders in charge. That's what people need to be taught. It, 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 no, it, no, America, it's not. It's, is not
4: great. it's not about the leaders in charge. It's that it's people need to understand the fundamental ideals that the United States was right. founded on, and they need to understand why they are important. It is important mm-hmm. to know why property rights matter. Bigoted. It's important to know <laughs> why free speech matters. These things matter to our society, and without them, we do not have the society that we have grown with. We're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that
2: like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, the most powerful way to support us, and become a member at TimCast.com. We're going to have that members-only Uncensored show coming up about 11 p.m. Let's get into these Super Chats. Carlo Magno TV says, I demand an Alex Jones with your Phil Labonte episode, Tim. I just want to say, um, okay, yes, that would be nice. But the, but you know, the last time we had Alex on, I was like, we need someone who can kind of help keep things calm and real things. And we asked Phil to come on. And, as- and I lied! <laughs> Instead of actually doing that, I'm like, Phil, help me out. And Phil goes, yes! And just lets Alex go completely off.
3: It was so much fun. I was like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, that'd be great. We'd do it again. It'd be fun. You're gonna use the man that screams for a living to calm things down. <laughs> I think you need to rethink that. <laughs>
2: but he's a mild, he's like he's a smart guy, you know. I'm like he's gonna he's gonna bring some rationality and and he
5: just let and you I know. fool you. <laughs> it was fun though.
2: Kyle says Will Chamberlain was wrong about the holdouts. Have him back on to take the L.
5: Yeah, yeah. Will come back on.
2: I've been thinking about you a lot, man. We like Will. Uh, Will it's person. fun. It's nice. Yeah, I think um, man, I, I'm I'm. So impressed with what Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, and the rest of that crew did, especially Matt Gates, when he walked in and voted present. Mm-hmm. That's great.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love it.
3: Incredibly Well, Ga- Gates, has been, Ga- Gates has been changing the whole dynamic between like talking okay. to like mainstream press as well and putting out press statements. He's just been going into normal people's Twitter spaces and taking questions and fielding questions from mm-hmm. constituents. I mean, it's huge. And the mainstream press will sit in the audience, not being allowed to speak, and they'll just be fuming. And then they'll end up <laughs> writing articles
5: up about I it. I wonder at what point that the congressmen will realize that the people – are there for them and mm-hmm. want to work together, like like what Gates is doing. Yeah. Like The more people that realize, oh, Twitter spaces, communication, mm-hmm. video chats. Well, Gates and Boebert have done a really good job at really, I mean, going that route.
3: And people are, they're having, they're being very receptive to it.
5: Uh, Cortez, too. She's yep. great at that. Well,
3: AOC is great. Not, not necessarily, it actually... Tapping into her base, what her and like Ilhan Omar are graders like going on a stream with like Hassan that's highly edited, right? Pretty much pre-scripted before somebody that already agrees with all their ideals that doesn't push back, and they'll go on and or they'll play video games and you know get asked all these convenient questions. So it seems and it makes it appear like you know oh they're actually being uh, available to their base or AOC will live stream and sometimes read very selective comments and yeah. it's like that they do a really good job at that but they're not doing quite what Gates and Bobert are doing is Gates and Bobert are actually allowing constituents to ask them questions and you never know if a question could fly off the handle at any point it could be a very inconvenient question but they'll answer it anyways but mm-hmm. AOC it's all scripted
2: alright Ian Bridges says Tim I like the more segments per day like the old days are you showing the live stream like you were last week if you are I didn't find it I'd have it on when I'm home during the week thanks so Initially, I was like, I'll do a live show in the morning and then record my segments while I'm live. It didn't work out as I thought it would. And so I think that's probably not the way I'll go. But I started doing three 10 to 15 minute segments like I used to, 6, 6.15 and 6.30 at youtube.com slash TimCastNews. But one of the things we have kind of, you know, getting molded together as a potential 8 to 10 a.m. live morning news hangout kind of show. And uh, maybe, maybe we'll have Phil uh, there for it. But we're, 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 we're trying to figure it out. We don't know exactly how we're going to handle it because uh, it has to work. But I I think with the new studio space we're building, I can see it in my mind. And I am so excited. It's like we've got this big 40 foot tall building, this big garage door. It's going to be sunlight pouring in through that open door. There's going to be skate ramps everywhere. On the first floor, there's this big like, what is it? I think it's 25, uh, 25 by like Sixty feet or something like that. We're gonna have this big room with a couch and TV, and people are gonna be sitting down, and we're gonna have this, these cameras rolling. I'm really excited for what we got set up, and then someone can just like skate in, sit down, and be like, "What's going on in this morning show?" I'm like, oh, here's the news, and we just hang out in the mornings. That sounds like a lot of fun, yeah. and that will lead right into my first segment at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. So that's how that that, that, that that it's an idea. It's yeah, an idea. I like that more. Yeah, we're 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 really just once this once the new studio is done and it looks awesome. Then we'll know uh, for sure. The other thing we have is uh, we have the building for the new coffee shop, skate shop, game shop, hangout place and studio. And uh, it just takes a, it takes a long time to do construction build. One of the biggest challenges we're facing right now is a, short, uh, a shortage of supplies. So we're trying to get internet installed at Freedomistan, and we're told, oh yeah, we're ready to install everything. Permitted, good, ready to go. No, no supplies available. Sorry, no cabling, no, no materials, can't do it. I'm like, well, pfft. How do we get internet? Well, the system seems to be breaking down. Kevin Brady says, Phil took my dog and married my wife. Why'd yeah. you do that, Phil?
3: <laughs> Come on, man. Sounds
2: like
4: something mm, you would do. No, it didn't happen. <laughs>
3: well, <laughs> it Plausible deniability. And then he yeah. lied about
4: it. <laughs> the wife is actually outside the studio right now. Same with the dog. I'm not, I'm not married, and, and me and my ex are not cool, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Christina H says, Why are chickens so funny? Because. That's funny. Because. Chickens are funny because they just have goofy faces and they look at you and they're all innocent about it.
5: Yeah, they'd rip you open if they were like four times your size. That's right.
2: <laughs> yeah, Roberto Jr. would walk up and just rip your stomach right open and just eat you and yeah. y- like without even looking at you. And you'd be like, <laughs> we got a deep dive on the terror bird one day. You guys ever see that thing? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. 10 foot. Mm-hmm. Trash Panda says, baby steps, Luke. Rome wasn't built in a day. Give it a few years and there will be a serious push to get rid of the deep state.
5: Don't be blackpilled Do
3: you Take your speedball,
5: Luke? Luke. Come on. I don't like the Rome. I was saying that, too. Rome wasn't built in a day as Roman patriarch propaganda. The Romans, man, they're in our minds, and they were racist, genocidal maniacs. Well, fair point, fair I mean, point. And I would
3: argue, did Rome even end? Are we just the new Roman
2: Empire, It's, it's the Roman
5: Catholic Church now is the Roman Empire, basically. Yeah. Mm.
2: Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Taylor, I'm a big fan of your hit song, Mbop. <laughs> there it
3: is. What did I say
2: before yep. the segment? That's Someone right. was
3: going to say it. That was you?
2: SA Federale <laughs> says, great guests again. Without Taylor, I would still be wrong about what happened to Ashley. Luke, don't make Phil lose his voice. The guy has amazing things to say. Let him speak. Phil, one more time. Let's
1: hear that war.
5: us <laughs> <I> see <laughs> Serge getting ready now? to drop the mic. <laughs> yeah!
4: There we go. Uh, Is that coming from your
5: lower diaphragm? That's
4: uh, a fry scream, actually. So a it fry from, scream? No, yeah, it ah. comes from... Uh, certain part of my vocal cords I engage what they call your false cords as well as my your regular cords so your work prevents damage uh not prevents damage but it's it's the way to get that raspy kind of sound to it so like that kind of that was a a pitched yell and then Mm. there's an another scream that I do that's purely fry that's more like a like it sounds like black metal and I can do it's a bunch of different things that you
5: can do do that one too oh come on <laughs> that one I can really draw out nice. really long. You work um, those chords out, is that how you're able to do that? Oh yeah,
4: yeah. Oh. You know, there's there's exercises that you have to do and normally I would do warm ups and stuff like that, but you know, I'm not actually performing whole shows, so it's not that big of a deal if I don't do warm ups. Although if I'm gonna be talking for regularly I probably will start doing warm ups before mm-hmm. uh Anyway, jam that'd be sessions. good to do on the
2: show. Well, the, the plan was, uh, I mean, this is gonna be crazy because the plan was Friday night jam sessions. That'd be fun. We, we were talking about doing it here because we had that space, but we never quite got it set up. With the new space, we're actually gonna have a music area and we were talking about Friday night at the end of the show. Because we're all gonna be hanging out, just having the camera turn on and someone could jam out. Hey, you'll be here. I'll be here. I like all playing right. guitar. Frey Kane says, Tim's earlier segment on genderqueer reminded me heavily of A Child Called It. Poor kid was so starved, he ate a used diaper. Oof. Damn. <sighs> Jeez, man,
1: trauma. That's how to get you.
2: Yep. Faith Mara says, "Got super excited when y'all brought up roller derby last night." Unfortunately, the roller derby community is woke AF. Yeah, it is. Just know that you have at least one roller derby chick fan. Love you, Tim and crew. Well, <laughs> then we got to start our own unwoke roller derby. Yeah, it there's your next get, idea. You're gonna start a roller rink. Well, we got someone here who, who quads. You know, it's like roller skates. Mm-hmm. Does tricks. She's pretty good. So we got to just you get
4: get more of that. You know, yeah. I think it's great. Is it possible to learn to drop in if you're over forty? Yes. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. I've never dropped into a into a half pipe, but I think that I want lean to learn forward
2: that, really hard. Here. It's kind of weird because once you learn how to drop in, I don't know if like lean forward makes sense to me when someone says about dropping in because sometimes I kind of don't lean forward. It's just like if you can control your core, you don't really think about mm-hmm. it. So depending on the trick I want to do, I'll lean more forward or lean more back. You know, I don't know.
4: I want to learn how to skateboard now. I mean, it's good fun. It's
5: You're
2: going to get hurt a lot, Come, On I'm Saturday, sure. we'll get you aboard and on Saturday, we'll be we'll be riding around. Yeah, do yeah. some tray flips or something. It was funny. Someone commented when I posted it: "Tim Pool, 37 year old skateboarder." And I'm like, "Well, I'll be 37 in two months, but
4: yes, <laughs> yeah, that's it." <laughs>
2: I guess Tony Hawk's 50 something. Yeah, still going. Tony
4: Hawk's still the man, kind of right. Is he using
2: a crutch. I saw him in a picture with. Yeah, the crutch. He, well, he had a he surgery his, or something. He, he broke oh, his yeah. femur. Yeah, oh. you know, Tony Hawk broke his femur, and then kept skating, and. I guess he, uh, oh. it, it was healing and then it disjointed because he was putting too much pressure on it skating yep. mm-hmm. and then he had to go in for surgery again. Yeah, that's a bummer.
5: Tony, dude, a voice yeah. of the people. Come on out, man. You, you had any connections with t That T-bone? would be legend. Yeah, we yeah, got to get Tony the show. Say T-Bone. T-Bone, man. <laughs> T-Bone. T-Hawk. <laughs> uh, probably, but
2: uh, he's not a very political guy. I don't know. Yeah, if he'd, he'd, he'd just be chill. I don't know. if Maybe he can come skate at the
3: park once it gets set Pop up. Pop culture crisis. I mean, oh, you do places. basically own independent now, so there you go
2: well, we don't own Independence. No, but you own
3: the logo, so. Well, it's not,
2: it's not their logo anymore. Yeah, they they abandoned
3: a, it.
6: it. It's a T, dude.
2: So uh, I will say, <laughs> the, uh, that Cross logo, I have ordered 10 boards. Sick. Tim cast boards. I don't even know what size they are. They're probably eight inches. And uh, we're just going to give them out. They might be eight and a half. I'm not sure. I think it's eight and a half. Yeah, cool. Eight five.
3: Do you yeah. expect people to, to show up and kind of push back on your skating event?
2: I'm not doing an event. I'm just literally showing
3: well, up yeah. to DC's Freedom Plaza. Yeah. But There's do no you event. expect people to, to show up no idea. and try and cause problems?
2: I mean, here's the thing. If we set a, if we like got a permitted thing, put up a tent, had speakers, you could shut it down. Anybody could. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, oh no, what do we do? You can't shut down me just being somewhere. Yeah. You can tell me I can't be there and then cause problems and I can be like, Okay, I'll go skate there. Mm-hmm. And then I'll like walk twenty feet and skate somewhere else. Like what are you gonna do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like we did a speaking event at this at this theater, and then they canceled the contract on us. It's civil, I mean, it, they owe us money, but Antifa threatened to burn the theater down, so I get it. Nice people. Well, you know, I'm like, we're not doing an event. I'm just going to be literally standing in an yeah. open space, yeah. and so if people, you know, what I think's gonna happen, I think no wacko leftists will actually show up. Mm-mm. I think a bunch of skateboarders might show up. Yeah, I think a bunch of fans might show up. And it'll just be a fun day in D.C., and we'll get to hand
3: out some boards or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if anything, they should be happy about this event because you're handing out skateboards. You're Yeah,
6: we're going to give away probably like 50 boards.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
6: yeah let's give it back to the community 10 a.m mm-hmm. guys with we trucks there,
0: we
2: too. no 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 i don't, just, I don't have just trucks decks. but it's tim cast boards we got step on snack and find out boards and then we just have regular old tim cast boards all the tim cast boards are eight five because that's what i ride mm-hmm. and then all the step on snack ones vary in size from are they set- already
3: gripped or is it just wood just wood just
2: wood yeah i gotta get your own grip um we have grip maybe bring some out but uh, I, don't, I don't think we have enough to give out. So it's just like, you get a board, yeah. go find the group yourself. I think it'll be interesting to see what people do. I mean, if there really are a bunch of woke crazies who are mad at giving out boards, what are they going to say when we flood DC with Tim Timcast skateboards? Yo, I will literally, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I will give away 1,000 skateboards in the DC area. I will, I will make sure that every kid has a brand new board to skate on to get more kids skating it's good marketing.
4: Get outside and get some exercise. That ain't I bad. Already,
2: I already sent, like, I think I sent, like, 50 boards to a local shop that I was, like, the guys were, we, we walked into this shop, and, um, you know, you never know if you're walking into a woke place or not, and then, you know what I hear So as I walk in?
5: Listen, people, you gotta understand, when they're
7: coming for your income, tax, <laughs> and I was like, oh, these guys are gonna be cool,
2: and then they, they knew who we were, and I was like, I'm gonna send you a bunch of boards. Feel free to do whatever you want. Give them away. Sell them free. We'll just send them to you. We send them out some boards. Yeah. I'll do the same thing. And then people are going to be like, I'm so annoyed. Like, th- They're, they're th- seeing Tim cast everywhere. <clears throat> well, so I, I think here's the challenge I've thought about with this. If I keep giving away free skateboards as sort of like a marketing promotion and cultural thing, it's going to start hurting local skate shops
3: mm-hmm.
2: because people are going to be like, I don't know. Tim pulled gave me a free board. Yeah. I need like you know. I don't. I don't need to buy from. My local I don't. I don't think
3: a lot of people are gonna. I mean, some people will skate on them, but people that know you probably aren't actually gonna skate on them. they will probably hang their deck up or you know use that's it a in, in an right, aspect but, of like. But that. like, if we give out a thousand boards, there's a lot
2: of kids who need a new boards. A lot of yeah. parents are gonna be like, "Cool, free board." Mm-hmm. So one thing I might do is just give the boards for free to shops that are willing to take them in the area. I and I know a song. few of the shops are super woke, so they probably
5: won't. <laughs> you know, but whatever. Can yeah. you give away just the board without the wheels That's and what the grip? And then yeah, that, got, that'll got the deck. Then they'll have to go buy wheel the deck. Right. Okay. You give out the you deck. Have get they got to go buy and your their bearings. Trucks. Yeah, and everything else. <clears throat> that could actually enhance sales at local shops if you give yeah, out a true. lot of just boards.
3: I mean, at least for the accessories. Yeah, like for bearings and trucks and everything. Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe what I'll do is at the new shop we're opening, I'll sell the decks for like ten, 10 bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like professional grade, top industry level decks, but we take a huge loss on them because it's basically a marketing budget for us. Yeah. If we get people riding around on Tim Timcast Step on Snackboards, that's generating a lot of attention for us, which is a good thing. And uh, we can afford to do it, and it can have a huge impact on the culture, so we subsidize it. And then uh, the, all the kids in the D.C. area are all going to be riding the same graphics and the same company. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll get a skate team. We'll pay our, our riders a salary, something no one else does. We, we, will, we will hire on five skaters at a salary to be on the team to produce clips and segments and rep the board and all that stuff. I
3: think it's gonna be a blast. Do you, do you think yeah. you'll eventually go into like manufacturing trucks and wheels no. and bindings? Wheels, and, wheels are easy.
2: Yeah, But everything's basically private label. Trucks are much more difficult, really expensive. Yeah, it's gonna be
3: the most expensive part of the whole board.
2: Wheels sure. actually, maybe even before decks. Cause wheels are, there's a lot of companies that do urethane yeah, and, and I, I like super hard wheels mm-hmm. because I like, you know, when I'm riding street I wanna be able to slide around, so. But let's read some more Super Chats. All right, John Kirsten. Kirsten says, "Tim, you talk about the FBI and the Whitmore plot. Look into Brandon Caserta. He's great. On I know, Phil, uh, on I know, Phil started following him. Look forward to seeing you in DC. I
3: can I can put you in contact with Brandon. I was supposed to do an interview with him, but I got a little bit busy. He's one of the people that was acquitted uh, in the Whitmore kidnapping. Uh, oh, interesting. He is he's is a great guy, and he's Arth- he's willing to do interviews too.
2: Arthemisia says, Adam Schiff looks like he hates Napster." <laughs>
4: <laughs> he kind of does, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a great does. comment. <laughs> Bravo. <Yeah. laughs> that's a good one. All
2: right. The Lion says, a fiver for Luke hanging the Polish power gear behind him. Oh, nice. Damn right. What does,
1: what does that mean? mean? Uh, it's Jan Bohovic. He is a Polish uh, UFC fighter that oh, cool. uh, is nice. a really smart fighter and he was a former champion and uh, he's probably going to be fighting for the championship uh, soon. So uh, that's his walkout uh, jersey and has the Polish eagle on there. So, represent
2: tim jakes is a 21 year old air force academy football player dropped dead today on his way to class yeah. no cause of death at this time only that he suffered a medical emergency yeah well, you know these things happen sudden adult death syndrome
6: oh yeah you yeah. climate mean, change it's, gl- it's yeah. serious yep. man it's, it's hot out there
2: people are spontaneously dying because of the temperature do you see that
5: story on vice that's right oh i got what that's called did you what's the what's the word
7: um is it the wet bulb thing yes yeah, wet, wet bulb. bulb
5: yep wet bulb i'm gonna pull up the definition while you're
2: people get sweaty then the humidity builds up. Then they can't release heat.
5: Yeah, what okay. happens is the air uh, is evaporating off of them at such a pace that they're not actually cooling down as it's happening. So they end up overheating. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, was skating in,
2: uh, I was skating in Phoenix once. I was at Tempe. And it was like 110 degrees. But I felt totally fine. And I wasn't sweaty because the sweat evaporated so fast yeah. that yeah. you don't feel the sweat on you. And it's cooling you down. But you dehydrate super quick. quick. Yeah. it's Crazy. True. David Scott says on the Parks Department, that is public land owned by the people and we only have access to a small portion of it and only for the uses they deem acceptable.
1: Sounds like something a communist would say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think he's agreeing with you, though. I think he's complaining that it's supposed to be our land, but they're keeping us off of it. Yeah. Even, you don't even—you can't uh, skate
1: I, in most parks, can I, you? I, I, the worst thing is like, hey, there's a big, beautiful park. You, you show up, you're at the gate, and then some statist, some communist comes out of his little little toilet booth. He's like, "Do you have a reservation? I need a reservation to be in the park. Are you kidding me? I, I, that it, it's it's just so infuriating. We were in what? Where were we? Austin." We went to that amazing park. We were supposed to go on this amazing hike. We showed up at the gate. What did they say? Oh, yeah. They said we're full. They're full. I'm I'm like, what? There's a capacity? There's a capacity to be in (laughs) nature? All right. Squid
2: Bugs Anonymous says, Tim, I'm one of the 4% that voted to keep the IRS. Just kidding, I'm an ANCAP that doesn't believe in voting. Luke, you say you're an anarchist and you keep advocating for choosing your next slave driver. No slaves, no masters. I don't think
1: I ever advocated for you know, a slave driver. Name me a slave driver. DeSantis. I advocated for it. I didn't advocate for it. I said be skeptical of them, Uh just like I did everybody else. But as as I compared politicians before, I said politicians are all buttholes. Some of them are more stinky buttholes than others. But they're, at the end of the day, they all have crap that comes out of them. So uh be critical of everybody and uh, i disagree with you bro
2: michael justice says Tim's skateboard event is a psyop to flush out his swatters tim cast secret service will be waiting and watching love from uber mike in saint pete florida it's not an event there's no schedule there's no plan i'm going to arrive at 10 and i'm going to skate that's it that's all that's happening oh and, and phil will be there and he'll play guitar or or sing or maybe both, both and play. then uh what our crew will be there i don't know exactly who's coming from here and We'll, uh, we'll hang out and have a good time, and it'll be fun. There you go. And there, I think there, I think we'll have some bladers, some scooters, uh, you know, some, some skateboarders. It'll be fun. Nathan C. says, let's not forget that Trump knew he didn't call for an insurrection that they are accused of following, yet he did nothing to
4: pardon the political prisoners who are wrongfully accused. He set them up. Just because Trump didn't try to commit an, ex- <laughs> uh, an insurrection doesn't make Trump good. Hmm. I mean, well, he
2: He should have pardoned
4: people. Yeah, he should have got these people who have been locked
3: up for like two years mm-hmm. without without charge. But they neutered him right after the six. They used the six to absolutely neuter him. I mean, after mm-hmm. that, he there, there was no Trump left afterwards. Yeah. I, I, there's no Trump left even right now. Yeah, I mean, right now it's actually kind of pathetic. Great yeah. NFTs, though. Great NFTs. Great NFTs. <laughs> yeah,
1: doing
3: that's really true. Good that's best. true.
1: They made a lot of money. Yeah. Some <laughs>
3: say the best NFTs.
2: <laughs> Mike Hillier says, "Tim, your review of gender queer is similar to where toxic masculinity came from." The one that came up with it was a closeted trans woman. Interesting. Hmm. Toxic masculinity. That's a book? I have no idea. Let's uh, let's see. Becoming Ungovernable says pissing outside is one of the finest feelings in the world. What's wrong with emptying your bladder? How God intended. What I'm basically saying is you have this little kid who's smelling like feces, peeing in the yard, can't read, and has dried, crusted blood stuck in her pants. All of those things together say... Severe neglect and child abuse. Right. Yeah, you don't want. To, it's a girl too. You know. They, yeah, I was gonna say
3: peeing boy. outside as a man, that's nice. But peeing yeah. outside as a woman, no, or, really. let alone a little girl over and over again, there's something wrong with that. Yeah, that's right. crazy. She couldn't read until she was 12.
2: Like right there, it's like were her parents on drugs? Mm-hmm. Seriously? For I, sure. I, yeah, I probably, bet. Probably. They, why, why move out to the middle of nowhere and then neglect hippies, your kids?
5: Just neglecting their kid?
2: Yep. Ignoring the kid. It's like you, you ever see Matilda? The parents yeah. just like we didn't yeah. want it. It's mm-hmm. in the room. You know.
6: Yeah, that's it, a sad story, man. It's different if you have the ability to go pee outside versus yep. you know being ha- forced to. Right. Just
2: the idea that the counselor was like, "You smell really bad," and people yeah, are complaining, so and crazy. she's like, "I'm all embarrassed now." It's like, did your mom not tell you, you smell bad? Right. Did you not have any family members to be like, "Hey, you need to clean yourself"? Yeah. So nope. No. She was smoked. just scuzzy mm-hmm. and messed up and couldn't read. Like this, that that's that's a developmental disability. Well, it's not development. It's what, what what would you call that? I mean. The average kid learns to read at six years old. Yep. She was twice the age of the average person who learns to read and she couldn't read. What yeah. were her parents
3: doing to her? Well, I'm surprised that, I mean, the, I don't know how long she went to public school or anything prior to that, but I'm surprised someone hadn't stepped in earlier than that. I mean, all the signs of abuse were there. Yeah. But it just I mean, the counselor realized she was yeah.
2: smelling like crap, should have been like, is everything okay at home? I
3: mean, not being able to read, I mean, up until the point of where you're 12. She's that that should have been a big sign, especially in school. Like, yeah, and I remember in class, wow. you'd have those, the teacher would call on that kid and then they'd be terrible at reading, right? But there's a big difference from being terrible at reading and having a low efficiency score to literally not being able to read well I'm not
2: surprised the schools didn't do anything I don't think the schools work Mm -hmm. but imagine uh, a 12 year old kid who smells like crap with crusted blood in their pants who can't read and is peeing in the yard is at school you're going to be like something's wrong with this kid Yeah. Yeah. like where was where was child protective
6: services is everything okay do you want a gender reassignment surgery
2: (laughs) (laughs) they didn't do it like that but like you get this person who's just so dejected and angry at everybody who they're, they're it's like Imagine walking into a room, and no matter what you say, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And you feel bad, and everyone's laughing at you. And then all of a sudden, someone comes up to you and says, I think you're right. You're valid. Yep, yep. all of a sudden, you feel good. <laughs>
6: mm-hmm.
2: All right, let's, uh, let's grab some more Super Chats. Where are we at? Let's see, someone else mentioned the 20, 21-year-old Air Force cadet who dropped. Wow. What is this one? Uh, JoJo AZ says, Salute to Gunners Collective on YouTube. Not familiar, very cool.
6: Never heard of that.
2: Mr. Grizzly Bear says, hey, Luke, what is your opinion on the show Parks and Rec?
1: I actually, I watched it a few years ago. I enjoyed it. Uh, Ron Swanson's an awesome actor. A communist. And uh, yeah, he's like, he's like a self-hating communist. It's, it's awesome to see his <laughs> In real life, of, he's an actual communist. Yes, he <laughs> is. He's a horrible, uh, like, yeah, I'm not even going to get into it. But the, the, the actor he plays is, uh, you know, uh, somewhat of a, of, of a pioneer.
5: I thought it's uh, What's-His-Name's best work. What is his name? Guardians of the He's Ron Swanson. No, no, the other guy. Guardians Chris Pratt. Of, yeah, Chris Pratt. Pratt. It's kind
1: of a joke. He's good at that. Yep. Dude, he's so, he's so good.
2: Kim McCursey says, Tim, you spoke earlier about your separation from sugar. My son works nights and he doesn't feel right until 12 a.m. Asked him how, uh, how long, by the way, 12 a.m. in his last soda. He said, that's an excellent question. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Benjamin R.C. says, I lost 110 pounds and kicked diabetes in 2022 by eating right.
5: Hell hey, yes, dude. Yeah.
3: Epic. Hell yeah, man. That's the way to do it. Yeah. There's a common misconception that you can't really get rid of diabetes either, but I've seen, I mean, I know multiple people. It depends on the type. Yeah, it depends on the type, of course, but I know multiple people that have literally conquered it, and then now they Mm -hmm. look absolutely amazing. Type 2 diabetes, Mm -hmm.
5: for sure. There's even evidence that people with type 1 diabetes can keep symptoms under under control with Mm -hmm. diet. Yeah, Yeah,
2: one is like your pancreas is just done, and one is it's overloading and can't handle your horrible eating. Correct. Yeah. David Neve says, working in the ER the last 11 years, the patients are getting younger and sicker. Nurses Jeez. have less skills, hard keeping up with sick, unhealthy people.
6: Interesting. Sketchy, man.
2: Shane Man says, last night you mentioned waking up during surgery. I did that when I was five. They were working on my heart. I rose up, saw all red in my chest, pushed back down and they hit the sauce. I was out in 10 to 15 seconds. Yikes, man.
3: That's a memory. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Corn Pop says, abolish the parks department. Thank you. <laughs> but who will run the parks? Sp- Nobody. Nobody. Nature.
6: <laughs>
7: Grandpa's pretty intended.
2: brutal. Grandpa's play says, last time I was on a skateboard, Sid Vicious was alive and part of the Sex Pistols. Tim, there will be a time when skateboarding is something you can no longer do. I disagree. I've seen those videos of like 70-year-old dudes riding around on skateboards. Mm-hmm,
5: mm-hmm. They just got to skate on Mars. Less gravity. That's right. You're going to fly. <laughs> yep. yep. And besides, I'm just waiting
3: for them to fill uh, skate parks with sand again. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> oh, crazy. man. That was very effective.
2: Liam Black yeah. says, Hey guys, started listening because of Phil. Still don't quite understand all the topics you cover here, but I'm learning so much. Cheers, all. Hi, so Liam. Phil's introducing people into the world of politics.
1: Very good. How much did you pay her to say that? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't pay him anything.
2: Become the automator says, love the show. I'm starting a supply chain and automation course tomorrow night. Learn how to automate your jobs instead of being automated. Very, very cool. All right everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at timcast.com, go to timcast.com, click join us. We're going to have a members-only uncensored show coming up for you in about 1 hour. We have a huge library of this content that you can browse through from, you know, going back several years. And uh, with your support, we're going to be setting up coffee shops, physical locations, creating new shows, creating music, starting skate companies and really going after the culture war. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me personally at Timcast Taylor. Do you want to shout anything out?
3: Taylor USA on Twitter. That's where you guys can find me. It's where I do most of my work. It is at T A Y L E R USA, not O R.
4: It's spelled the right way, but Taylor USA. And thanks for having me on, Tim. Right on. Uh, I am Phil That Remains on Twitter. Uh, you can check out the band All That Remains all over the internet and uh, get used to my face. I'm going to be around here. <laughs> we got him.
1: Well, thank you guys for coming. This was a great sausage fest. And, um, <laughs> y- you know, I might be leaving, but my YouTube channel is not. And it is youtube.com forward slash we are change. I did a video today about the World Economic Forum and Davos agenda being leaked. I did a very interesting video on that. Check it out right now on youtube.com forward slash we are change. Polish
5: sausage. Or whatever Protect you're into. And patrol your chakras. Take care of yourself and your vibration. If we combine
2: all of the shocker things, can we summon Captain Planet? Yeah.
5: <laughs> I gotta <laughs> get all status. eight of them on you at the same time with eight <laughs> different That was people. UN propaganda.
2: Okay, so uh, this is the butt
1: one? Yeah, you got the butt nice. one, so you gotta put it in your butt. Oh, it goes yeah, you got gotta put it, it in too. your gooch. I'm all serious. Right. That's the good one. If you don't put it in your gooch, you don't, you're not all doing it right. right. That's that's right. Good I good got the heart up right. Put, put up right. Up to the can microphone? We got heart. Does it exist? You gotta bend over
5: These are Ian's Stupid weird hippie things My mom got these For, for Christmas Shout out to Becky Crossland What's up dude <laughs> Shout out Becky Thanks Becky It's a hit What is the I feel Supposed to do I feel I don't know It says on there With a number And whatever number it is is what chakra. what you got The you bottom got... chakra is one Up to seven You got the sacral The sacrum is What is that uh, Wiener Right here That's your wiener <laughs> Oh okay That's why it's shaped like that Here
3: Yeah you uh, Put it on your yeah. wiener
5: uh, The sacrum is right above <laughs> The wiener the, the wiener, yeah, right? is it really? Yeah. yeah, and then the root is right under the wiener. Yeah, and Tim has the root. He has the butt one. Yeah, that one's oh right, right between your legs, just straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, Phil which changing. one do you have? Um, we'll do it throw a show.
4: one. You got to oh, get a war cry right now. Do You really the throw one? I do, yeah. Oh wow! Did you got to do the war cry. You put it
5: right on the Adam's apple.
4: I have, yeah. War cry, Phil. War
5: cry. Oh on. let's see if we can do this. You can pull your Adam's apple down a little bit, and it like drains fluid out of your head. Yeah!
7: <laughs> yeah. get yourself chakra some realized. vibrating
5: chakra tuning forks if you want to they're on amazon and elsewhere i'm sure surge <laughs> what's happening
6: brother yo what an interesting episode um yeah i'll be in the chat i'll be in the comments rather not the chat i read the chat all the time but i'll see in the comments probably have a lot to say we're gonna enjoy the tuning forks in the next episode
0: That's right. I'm
2: sure. all right everybody we will see you all over at timcast.com thanks for hanging out cheers